everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And, you know, the reminder we always give, it's not a spoiler-free podcast. Granted, I don't know, maybe we'll bring up spoilers <laughs> for the rest of the season, but this one is kind of a, a natural pause point. So we'll see. We'll see what comes up. But remember, it's not spoiler free. I am Melissa and I am here with my gentrified co-host Fish. <laughs> oh no. That's, you know, she's gentrified. She's Fish. Yay! I am a gentrified uh, Fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's better this way. I enjoy. Okay. Um yes, if if Melissa is a little more uh, flustered today it's because uh i haven't been turning my camera on and now i've turned it on so she can see me she can see that i'm looking at her mm-hmm. and uh i'm used to it because she keeps her camera on all the time um so haha yep last laugh is on me all right <laughs> folks we're, we're gonna talk about a big one today this is a big one it's season four episode 17 the graduate one of the finales um, as melissa may say the real finale i believe this is the real finale i sure do um yeah, we have a comment for later where there are actually three that I'm, i've been told so oh. it'll be interesting to discuss that later but anyway this is actually possibly the second of three finales so uh how about that yeah it originally aired April 24th, 2002, which, you know, date-wise is a little before actual graduations occur, but that's when this aired. This one, okay, Fish, this one was directed by Scott Foley. I saw that. hmm And it was written by Josh Rimes and Jennifer Levin. I felt very proud of Scott Foley for this yes. episode. Um, okay, here's the episode description and, and buckle up. Okay, this is a long <laughs> one. An occasion four years in the making. Graduation day arrives for Felicity. But the occasion competes with Ben's marriage proposal. Both momentous events should be thrilling milestones were it not for Felicity's uncertain professional future, her parents' disapproval of the engagement, and the birth of the child her new fiancé fathered with another woman. Commencement, it would seem, is the least of Felicity's concerns. With Ben dedicated to living near his son in Arizona, Felicity faces a heartbreaking dilemma. Follow Ben across the country, as she has done before, or live her own life alone. Dun, dun, dun. How about that? All right. Well, I mean, yeah, lots of stuff happens in this episode. And I would just like to say... This episode is brought to you by big shiny bows and the things they tie up. Yeah, this episode is also brought ba- brought to you by references to season one. Mm. And yeah. I will say that works for me very well in a finale episode. Yeah. I do kind of wish they hadn't been trying to do that all season with major storylines. So if my if my thoughts on this episode feel a little contradictory to some of the things we've said recently, 
I am very happy for them in this moment of like, we want to hit you right in the feels at every possible second. We want to call back to the great moments you remember from season one. We want to bring all the nostalgia back as we wrap up and we want to make you cry with it. Like I'm really, I think that's really effective for this. And I think anytime, most of the time before this, it was lazy writing because it was like they had opportunities to do new storylines and they kept referencing old ones. So I understand that it may seem a little like, Melissa, get it straight. Do you like it or do you not? I think it's great in this episode. Um, in a lot of moments, very effective for me. And, you know, I try to ignore the fact that before this episode, you and I were often saying like, do we really need another like paper <laughs> cheating sort of thing? Do we really, you know, like, you know, we, uh, we covered a lot of ground again in season four. But agreed. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'm also very curious as we go through, because your predictions for this episode were like not really the way the episode was going to go. Um, what were my predictions? My predictions were she graduates, right? Yeah, she graduates. And then you were like, she's going to move to Arizona because they wouldn't have them break up. And it is sort um. of like, well, um, I don't know. By the end of the episode, your prediction is sort of a little, you know, half true, but it they spend a lot more time going in the direction you didn't think they were going to go. Um, so I don't know. But OK, we'll we'll start off. It's nighttime. We're on a New York street. Yeah, Nolan and Felicity think, are in a cab. I think you're right. Scott fully did a great job in directing this um if i understand what a director does um i mean this opening shot is gorgeous we we pan from a red light into a nighttime scene with stop traffic of mostly taxis and it's raining and there's this beautiful music going on and we pan in uh, kind of through the darkness to see that it's Felicity and Noel sitting together. And then we get Noel saying, you know, are you okay? And Felicity saying yes, and kind of looking out the window, but then going into a voiceover that, you know, will repeat later. And I like the way that the episode starts here and then uh, calls back to not just calls back to it, but comes back to this moment later in the episode and then continues the story. Yeah, not only did I like that, but in a weird way, it sort of reminded me of the ending of season one, moving into the beginning of season two, where Felicity is in the cab. We can't hear whether she says she wants to go to the airport or she wants to you know, go to Ben's loft. Um, this time Noel is with her, but they did a similar thing there where it's like they show you the moment and then they cut back to, the, you know, especially in, in season two, she's telling the story to Javier about what she chose. And then she's like, oh, shoot, I have to go my beeper. I have to go to this this RA meeting. Um, and so they so they sometimes use this this tool, but not very often where they'll like show you that little bit and then they'll come back to that same bit later once you've caught up in the story. And I like that they do it sparingly and, 
you know, it's, um, it's very effective for me. And, you know, taxis and airports. I know. Right. I just, I want to say again, I'm very, I'm kind of weirdly proud of Scott Foley. I shouldn't be like, I don't know him. Like it's (laughs) condescending to say that, but I'm proud of Scott Foley also because this is a big thing to give a first, like, I don't know if this is his first time directing, but it's his first time that I've read his name as a director on this show. And this is one of his earlier things that he did. So what else would he have directed before? Um, I, to, to give him like a finale episode, it's like, Oh, that's a choice. It's a bold move. Yeah. And I also noticed that he pulls in, you know, things that we've seen Lawrence Trilling do a number of times, like the shots through the windows and, um, the, the darkness of the episode that mirrors um, season one, all of the lighting kind of around it. Um, and so I think he's he's probably been learning this whole time. He's probably been shadowing. You, and you might be right. He might have been shadowing specific directors, including somebody like Lawrence Strelling, because he's got a very artistic style here. And I feel like he did some things that were not the easy way to do things. Um, mm-hmm. but it made me appreciate it. And, and you're right. Even that opening shot is, is part of that. It sets the tone for the whole episode. Um, we are going to cut to, so from this Felicity looking out the window of the cab, we are going to go to a voiceover. And in this episode, they use voiceover and montage a little bit, but fortunately they don't bring Sally in. So like the voiceover makes sense to me yeah. in the, all the cases that they used it. Um, but this first voiceover, Felicity is saying, you know, it wasn't supposed to end this way. And ultimately this is all a tape to Ben. Yeah. It's, it's an ominous start, right? It, mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we're going to see a bunch of stuff. Um I mean, originally, I didn't know that this, you know, we were going to move back to this because they don't. So I I really enjoy the next shot, which is Felicity is looking through the window of the taxi and there's rain on it. And it it blends into the window of the apartment building with the bars on the window. Um. And so the combination, but, but that moment, it isn't clear that they're going back in time. So I wasn't now looking back on it, you know, it, it feels even more ominous, um, the way that she says it, but, and then they go to the, the bars and it's back in time. Um, but even the way I was first looking at it, it's like, all right, she's saying this wasn't the way it was supposed to end. And then we're looking at bars on a window. And as we go through the window, it's Ben and Felicity. Yeah. So a lot of, I guess, foreshadowing there um, in, a, in a way. And But but in this scene, they're celebrating. They're so, so happy. They're yeah. laughing. They're in bed. They're just, Felicity is over the moon with her big shiny bow. Yeah, because, hey, guess what? We don't want to talk about this storyline anymore, so we're going to wrap it up in, like, a sentence. Felicity passed her art history class. Look, she failed the paper, of course, 
mm-hmm. but the professor took pity on her and had her pass class so she could graduate. So Big shiny bow. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> Thank goodness. Cause honestly, nobody wanted to spend time talking about that here. No. Nobody. Um, in a graduation episode, come on. Uh, so I don't know how angry I am at that. <laughs> I'm not angry. Yeah, I'm not angry that they don't talk about it. I'm, I'm just angry at the last episode and frankly the whole plot line that we didn't need. I know. I know. Remove it. Here's what confuses me though. Um, so now they're excited because they're both graduating, and then I sat with that for a second and I was like, Ben's graduating, right? I mean, I guess he is graduating because he was going to do a fifth year to finish the pre-med courses, but I guess he's finished some major. We don't know what it is, but he's finished something and then he was going to just stay on for the pre-med courses. So I guess we had the same moment of pause because I I don't really know how this works, but it seems strange to me that somebody would still be doing undergrad classes and have graduated already. That yes. doesn't seem like two things that go together, but I. Well, at the same time, though, I like, for example, uh, I graduated and then I went to work. And while I was working, I took a year long undergrad course that was a prereq to get into my grad program. Okay. So I can kind of see how that works. It's like, all right, he's going to stick around for a fifth year just to get the prereqs for the next step. I mean, I feel like I've also heard of, is it fair to say that there are times when people are taking time off, but they walk with their class? Um, maybe I, maybe if it's a really small college. Yeah. I don't I, know. Look, I, uh, it made me think, um, yeah, I had a question mark there. There's a question mark in my notes. Yeah. As I, as I did, I put Ben graduating question mark. Yep. Um, (laughs) we're, but I'm also not going to sit here and say, I know this process so well that it's definitely wrong. Like I, it's just, oh, hmm. Why is he graduating if he's still taking classes? But you know, could be, it could be. It could be. And I also would love to know what his major was, um, since we never find that out. Um, you know, most of the time with a fifth year, I think of either someone's taken a year off um or they're getting a master's degree with the fifth year Mm -hmm. but you know what i think this is possible i'm willing i am willing to accept yeah we're willing to overlook it we're just it gave us a moment of question um and then felicity is going to reflect on you know, the safety net is gone the moment we graduate the safety net of being in school the thing that kept us all together is going to be not there anymore. She's not wrong. You that's know? how it feels. Well, that's often how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was part of the reason that I, you know, broke up with a guy I was dating right before graduation. Oops. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't very nice, I guess, but it also was like, like, we're not going to be in the same city anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't at a point of, you know, like he wasn't going to move and I needed a job. So, 
uh yeah it, yeah i think it's true yeah um and at this point ben is he's smiling but it's not quite the felicity smiles it's more the i have something to tell you smile mm -hmm. and so i wrote down is he thinking about proposing question mark well, he's been thinking about, he's been thinking about, have you ever thought about, have you, have, I've been thinking about peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Like he, he just, he like starts to go down a road he can't backtrack on. And then he's yeah. like, oh, I think I've committed to doing something here. Um, yeah. Cause she's yeah. like, what are, no, but what are you really thinking about? Yeah. She's not going to let him get away with that. She's like, ah, that's nice. But no, what yeah. was it? Tell me the truth. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever thought about marrying me? <laughs> <laughs> and then he smiles and she's just in shock. Yeah. She's He's like, just... well, because I'm thinking about it, which is a step closer to the right direction, Ben. Um, right. He's yeah. like, I've been thinking about it since the hospital. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, OK. Um, OK. Good to know. She's thinking. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and she's like, married? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. And then he's like, well, maybe, maybe I should actually ask you, which, yes, Ben, maybe you should do that. Because <laughs> that, that's something she can actually respond to. He's like, will you marry me? She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Crying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And but also, <laughs> she's she's like, I don't know what to say. Which yeah. Is not yes. Yeah. Well, it's, he's like, it seems like that's more of a yes than a no. Yeah. And I thought that line was very nice. I got a little melty heart. Yeah. And, and she's she like, says, yes. oh, it's more than more of a yes. Yes. Yeah. More, more, of a yes. more of a yes than a no, but also not a yes. It's not a yes. Okay. <laughs> to be we're clear. Just, you're just letting this simmer for a second. Okay. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, I don't know. That was sweet. It was sweet. And it, it I don't know where we landed. <laughs> and we won't until a little later. Yeah. But it did remind me of I don't know. I think of these sort of proposals where someone gets down on one knee and this, that, and the other. And I just remember um my mother saying to me when I was younger, she's like, you know, most of the time it's not really like that. You're just sort of sitting around or laying in bed and like one of you turns to the other and says, you want to get married? And you're like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. And I was like, ah, all right. Well, OK, this is a thing that happens because that's what happened to her. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, this is life. And it actually was really cute. I didn't need like a big proposal moment. I think and, this was great. You know it's not that many episodes ago where he was running through the city streets of New York to catch her at the airport to say, let's get back together. So we've kind of, we've kind of done some grand gestures with him. And it, I don't know, it's kind of nice that this was, cause, cause we've thought we've, we've commented a lot about how we really like these scenes with them in bed. They feel really intimate. They feel really lived in. You can tell that they had a relationship. Um, I don't know. They're good actors as well. So they probably could have played that off anyway, but I, I um feels really fitting that a quiet moment like that produces this scene. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be interrupted, rudely interrupted <laughs> uh, by another scene in the middle of the night where Felicity and Ben are in bed. They're hugging each other. They're, they're spooning. Ben answers the phone. It's a middle of the night call, right? This probably yeah. isn't going to be. It's a, a little thing. telegraphed. Yeah. I mean, we know exactly what this is. Well, of course. And I've also been complaining about it for like a month and a half. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's all come to pass now. So it's Lauren's sister. Lauren is in Philly. All right. So I guess Lauren stopped to see her sister and she is now in labor. Good times. Yeah great oldies um (laughs) yeah so he's like okay i'm gonna i'll leave now i'm gonna go i'm gonna head out and he tells felicity what the call was she's like oh my god should i go with you he says no i think i should i I can do this on my own and i probably should she's like are you gonna be back for the graduation you're not supposed to have and then he's like i'll be back i'll be be fine and then of course He's like, so like about last night, that question, are we, you know, the thing, are we, um, like hmm. we're engaged Yay! and then there are kisses. There are so many kisses. <laughs> there are, there's a lot of kisses in, yeah. uh, in this episode. Yeah. A lot of kisses, a lot of crying. Sweet with her. I think, you know, it's kind of like this strange thing because the proposal, it's like you sit there as an audience member and you're like is this I'm scared I'm gonna lose you or is this I really want to marry you and as much as he could be scared he's gonna lose her I do feel like he wants to marry her you know like I feel like this is real and the circumstances are weird yeah I do agree that I mean he's been he's been laying in bed in a hospital you know after a what I think look like a near death experience and probably thinking about what's important to him. So I do think that this is genuine, but the way they set it up is, you know, Felicity says the safety net is gone. You know, we don't have college to keep us together. And while I think that sort of prompts him to think, well, you know, something else that could keep us together is this thing I've been thinking about. Um, So I think there's a connection there, but I don't think it's a, let me hold on to you. Yeah. It doesn't, it it could feel like it's a moment of desperation, but it feels like it's a genuine moment with desperate circumstances around it. Um, This doesn't feel this, you know, as much as I'm like not sure about things for Felicity here, um, and I don't know if I want her to say yes. I also like you look at Ben, you look at their relationship, and it's like, oh man, it's cute. Um, it's very cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and come on, it's Felicity. You knew she was going to say yes. Oh yeah. There's nothing she hasn't said yes to. I mean, like so, she said like, yes to like now? being the donor for Javier's yeah child was, who he never yeah. talked about again. Um, <laughs> guys, can we just reflect for another second on how awful that, that she story was? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was rough. Um, uh, she says yes to things, and this is a logical, somewhat logical thing to say yes to, despite you know there are complications. 
there are complications and we're going to, we're going to deal with them. Yeah. There's a complicated moment uh, coming up next for Sean and Noel who are in the office of what is it? Web graphic designs. Yeah, and web they are graphics. web group. Graphics. I'm never going to remember. The They're name kicking that. around pitch ideas. And I, I don't know how, when they show us these moments of Noel and Sean in the office, kicking around ideas, I wonder just like how long they let the camera roll, letting these guys <laughs> riff before they start like, but to, to get, to get footage, because they just always have these really great, it feels like it's all improv until they get to the mm-hmm. moment that they want. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, they're, they're like, just back and forth and yeah. they're happy and they're, yeah, they are. They're going back and forth off each other. It's great. They're like, it could be in a kitchen. It could be in a weird kitchen. <laughs> okay. I kind yeah. of want to know. About the weird kitchen. About the weird kitchen. The, the, they always make me want to know their pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, this is going to be stopped because the web of doom is going to walk in the door. He's looking very serious. And uh, he's going to break the news that they have lost CGG group. Now, I thought the second G meant group, but okay. Um, CGG group is coming back because of the economy. It's not about their work. They're great, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, their, you know, CGG group is cutting back. Yeah. And then Nolan and Sean are like, oh, we'll get, we'll get more, we'll get more counts. And he's like, well, not for us, you're not, because <laughs> we're also cutting back, uh, yeah. you know, without CGG group, we just can't afford you guys. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because they have finally figured out how to dress Noel. Um <laughs> Like in the last three or four episodes, I mean, the brown sort of oversized uh, flowy button-up shirt is, it's just, you know, it's hot. Um, he's, he's come into his own and unfortunately he is now unemployed again. Yeah. You know, one thing that um, that's just striking me in this moment is once again, just... Um, praising Scott Foley and being very proud of him. He has a lot of work to do as an actor in this episode, like a lot of it. And, you know, if you're the director, um, you know, I think it's a little different being a director on film versus TV, where at least being a film on this, uh, being a director on this episode, there's like a team around him. Like the crew has been consistent. The cast has been consistent Um, there is like, you're kind of falling into processes that are already pretty well-defined, but your creative vision is leading this group. And to be an actor with so many scenes at the same time, I I guess I'm sort of looking for, is he at all inconsistent in, in, you know, his acting because he's got this other huge job that he's doing. And to me, he's not. He's like very consistently representing where we are, you know, Noel for where Noel is right now. And Noel has sort of gotten to this very even keeled place in his relationship with Zoe and his like, even this, the sky is falling, the economy's, you know, a disaster and you've lost your job. He's, he's like still kind of sitting with what his priorities are and he's not 
going off and doing all kinds of things. He's just really focused on that piece. And that feels like where Noel is right now. I think he has a couple of scenes where he is very good, like the ones mostly with Sean. Uh, I was kind of wondering the same thing because I actually felt that his acting was a little flat, okay. especially in the the goodbye scenes. And it it may not be that his acting was flat. It may be that the people around him were they just like took it so up amazing. a level, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so he falls a little flat in that. Okay. Um, but I I guess I. Could could see it from the perspective of he's not as emotionally invested, but I kind of don't believe that of Noel. Well, I kind of feel like for if we hadn't been seeing the last several episodes with him and Zoe, where she's been kind of all over the place emotionally with where she, with trying to test herself to go further and further or challenge herself to go further and further with their relationship, but he keeps sort of being like, you know, uh I like you and I'm not willing to do this so you let me know if you're willing to like be more balanced um (laughs) with me and so like I think he's sort of had this tone that's been going through and in a way I sort of attribute that to his meds um that's true that is absolutely true it this could definitely be I could absolutely see this being a result of the meds like on meds Noel doesn't perhaps bounce off the walls as much. And we've been yeah. seeing evidence of that in the, like the last three major relationship episodes of Zoe. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And that actually makes a lot of sense, especially compared to how emotional everybody else is. Yeah. I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to my mind, but I would be really curious to hear from listeners. Like, how do you think, especially knowing that he directed this episode, how do you think he did? Um, I maybe there's like a little bit of a polarization thing happening there, but it's, uh, I don't know. I think it has a lot of work to do as an actor. Um, he's in a lot of scenes. Yes. Including this next walk and talk where Sean and Noel both have their boxes and Noel is trying to be again, very even keel. He's like, it's fine. We have contacts. We have, ex- I don't hear a thing. Nola saying because there is a giant rooster right I, right at the top of Sean's I had box. to pause the screen because I wanted to know what was in their boxes because there's absolutely it's all decorations like they just had so Sean has a giant you know rubber rooster or rubber chicken no it's a rooster I what I could make out in his box he has a it looks like some sort of a picture frame but we can't see the picture he has rabbit ears and he da- has, and now this is where I had to really pause the screen, but couldn't come up with an answer. I thought I saw a big koosh ball, but I also wasn't sure if it was embedded in a bouquet of flowers. I mean, there was something that was really brightly colored. Yeah. And I, with many, many different colors. Yeah. And I also couldn't tell what it was. But so again, just, just mostly like, the rooster was yeah. what I was focused on. For me, it was like maybe a koosh ball, maybe a bouquet of flowers, maybe a koosh ball embedded in a bouquet of flowers. I wasn't maybe sure. Maybe a bouquet of koosh balls. Oh my God. <laughs> you thought edible arrangements were cool. Wait for this product. If that's not a thing, that needs to be a thing, folks. All right. I um, mean, I 
feel like Sean in could run like with it. 2002. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, let's go back in time and make an invention everybody wants. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is, you know, they're bringing their stuff out of the office. The whole thing here is, uh, you know, they're feeling pretty discouraged. They know they're going to have to start looking for other opportunities. But Noel's like, yeah, but we can't abandon the team. Like we're a team now. This is, Mm -hmm. we're looking for things together. And Sean's like, that's right. Put your box down. We have to do a fist bump. We're going to do a knock of defiance. I love it. It's, they finally named something. Like we had, what was it? Like the spoon of independence Mm -hmm. and the refrigerator of something. And now they have the knock of defiance. Just fantastic. Yeah. Um, So they're going to do their knock of defiance. I mean, was this pre the term fist bump because they never use the word bump or fist so yeah they clearly a fist bump yeah yeah um no i think this might have been pre yeah early days of the fist bump before it was named yeah i think noel refers to it later as banging fists so i don't know yeah it's probably pre fist bump term um and now we're going to get your very next shades from episode, from the pilot moment. Really brings it all for a full circle with me to see Epstein Barr and to see Felicity with her parents. Ah, uh, yes. And, and having the yeah. same conversation. Having the same conversation. Mom's mom's like, where's Ben? Yeah. He's That's busy. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. just, he's, you know, with his uh, busy. He's, he's busy busy also the big difference i think between season one and this scene is the presence of the braid it's there it cannot be denied i know it it makes me sad but um not as sad as edward porter the douche yeah so this is a good time to ask like what are your plans yeah Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I enjoy the interplay between her mom and dad here because her mom's like, look, this is not the time. And Felicia's like, no, 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 I, I have a plan. But her mom is, is standing up multiple times against her dad in this conversation in support of her daughter. Which, if you, you might remember when we talked about the pilot episode, uh, Barbara was saying a lot with her eyes. Yes, but, not but with nothing her with her mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is interesting to see how far she's come, like, or how how great a distance she's traveled from that very first episode, even though we haven't seen that whole journey. We've gotten little snippets of it, and we're seeing this moment, which is meant to call us back to season one, and it is a very different Barbara. And it's a very different Felicity. You know who's not different? Her dad. Edward Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, she's like, okay, well, here are my plans. I'm going to go home for the summer. They're like, oh. And she's like, in preparation for moving back to New York with Ben. Mm-hmm. That's not the answer yeah. he was looking for. And, okay. Yes, her dad is a dick. We get it. But this is actually a pretty good line. Her dad is just like, isn't four years of following Ben enough? 
I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't know what's been going on. He's never been particularly in tune or receptive to the things his daughter says. Um, but it is a good line. Yeah. Now she says, that's not fair. I have a job. And I wonder if she had told them that she had a job before this moment, because if she hadn't, she should have. Well, yeah, because her, because her father says the architecture thing. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's true. And, but then she gets a real wishy-washy about it. She's like, well, maybe. And he's like, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, well, you better figure it out. Like today, like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, But her mom is being supportive. Yeah. Again, she's, she's saying stuff. Like she is. We're not here to attack. Yes. She's trying. Mm -hmm. She is trying. And I enjoy. she attacks her. Yes. She's like, we're not here to attack. And and he's Edward like, Edward turns to Barbara and says, there is missile. no other way to do this. <laughs> she's like, and well, that's mean. I know. I love that she calls her dad out for being mean. Yeah. And it's like her mom and dad are having this fight in the middle of her dad trying to lecture her on life. Mm-hmm. And I, I just enjoy the, the dynamic between these three yeah uh during the whole scene you know the they have this great uh, you know they have this great moment because felicity says look i know you think i'm throwing my life away and at the exact same time her mom and dad say her dad says yeah throwing your life away and her mom says you're not throwing your life away and i i just love that moment yeah i mean it's this is really cool i mean this is absolutely a scene where um, you need to, I wonder how many episodes Scott fully looked at in preparation for this one, probably a lot of them because not all the references are for the pilot. This one is, um, but you know, there's a lot of moments where it was like, Ooh, I have to be somewhat referential. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, this, this scene is, infinitely better when you think about how this scene played out in the pilot and you know to have her mom be like no 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 you're not throwing your dad's like yeah throwing your life away yep that's what <laughs> that's what we're thinking both of us she's like no the um, only thing that i that i wish was different mm-hmm. is so we have this scene loving this scene we don't get to see her mom speak again. It's like her dad keeps coming back throughout the episode mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And I get that he's doing it alone because, you know, her mom is sitting there being supportive. I wish we had seen more of her, like, it, I would say an equal amount of her mom and her dad having conversations with her. But yeah. it's, I get why they did it. Um, I get why they did it. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent supportive of where where it ends up, but I, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, He's going to say a lot. Yeah. And it also isn't all that unusual for them to give the men in the relationship a little bit more uh, storyline or things to say, such as uh, Sean and Megan. Yeah, and it's also not unusual for her dad to stalk her. As yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> you know, I guess historically they've set up this dynamic with Felicity's mom where she pops in and out and there's like these really pithy 
very loaded scenes and then her mom's gone but she left a major impression um yes but they're so, planned her mom tells her before she's coming she's like we're gonna go to the theater and then they have a whole scene right yeah. or we were gonna go to dinner and they have a whole scene her dad just shows up yeah i mean and don't forget the last time we saw barbara Felicity and Barbara had a plan to go to like a play. They fight before the play. They decide not to go to the play. Barbara leaves and we don't see her again until now. Yeah. I mean, we have to assume <laughs> that some fences have been mended and there have yeah. been conversations uh, since then. Yeah. They're just, they use Barbara very sparingly, which is why I think it's miraculous that we're able to see so much evolution in that character because. Eve Gordon did not have a lot of time to do that. <laughs> you know, like she had to really load up these scenes. Um, but there is one more really important piece of information that comes out before this conversation ends. And after this whole like, oh, the throw your life away bit, Felicity's like, well, we are engaged. Get used to it. He's going to be in my life. Ha. And um, instead of her storming away from the table, which is how quite a few of these parental scenes have gone in previous seasons they just all stay there yeah. and it's awkward yeah because you know what felicity has no reason to leave mm -hmm. i mean if it, if it were 2002 you know i'm snapping in the air saying you go girl and uh and looking like a fool you know get used to it I yeah. think that should be Felicity's new catchphrase. Mm -hmm. Get used to it. I mean, I would add an extra word, you know, starting with an F in there. But pretty much that's the sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. My well, life, my choice. Yeah. And they're just going to wait it out at the table to see who blinks first. Yeah. It's not, it's not the way you hope that she, you know, gets to announce her engagement. But it's the way she's given yeah well we're gonna find out how the rest of that scene went by going to the next one where we're gonna go to the loft where it's dark it's real dark it's a yeah. dark loft and noel's sitting at a table alone <laughs> the kitchen yep. no lights and, on just in the dark yeah and felicity is gonna enter she moodily grabs cereal after slamming the door yeah. which she clearly is upset and She's just going to sit down and angrily crunch, I assume, some sort of puff or flake from a cereal box. Yeah. Noel's going to be like, hmm, uh, you okay? I remember that episode <laughs> where everyone kept asking if she was okay and she was totally fine. Again, this, <laughs> there's a reason he's asking, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, it was the moodily grabbing the cereal. It was the slamming of the door. She's yeah. giving off a vibe. Yeah. Uh, Noel is aware that Ben had gone to Philly. So he's like, a, he's connecting her her mood with Ben going to Philly. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're engaged. And she's just like saying it to see how it lands. Oh, see, I... I don't know. I read it a little bit differently. Um, you know, she's upset from her parents and she's sitting down and she's like, you know, he's mentioned Ben. 
Ben is going to come back. Like I have to tell Noel at some point and I were here alone and I kind of felt that she was nervous about it. She, she wasn't sure how he was going to react. She wasn't just sort of throwing it out there. It was like, okay, this, she consciously chose and steeled herself for this moment. Um, well, I think my, so my interpretation of this moment is that she made a mistake not to tell anybody before telling her parents because she didn't have the chance to see how normal non-parents would react <laughs> to this news. So the first reaction she gets to telling anybody that she's engaged is the reaction we see from her parents, which is terrible. Of and course. now it's like, is this just bad news? Like, so mm. when she's going to null with this, it's actually kind of a dangerous next person to tell. It is. And yeah. like, I think she's what she needs. She needs somebody to be like, that's great news. Um, <laughs> like almost to yeah. validate the decision, because I think she's feeling very sensitive in this moment. And would have been really good for this. Tangy Miller. Almost anybody <laughs> would know. I mean, he's okay. I and mean, he ends up being fine. But like Javier would have been super Javier would have been super excited. Um I mean, just in terms of people who are like a guaranteed yes person. Yeah. You know, like the, the thing with Noel is a little fraught, you know, like Yes. I think Noel's in a better place and Noel can be balanced about this. But if you're looking for somebody to be like, Yay, let's jump <laughs> up and down for joy, you're gonna go to any of her other friends. Yeah, which is why I feel like it's more of a, she just came from talking to her parents. She knew she was going to have to tell other people anyway, and she just kind of shoots from the hip. I feel like as much as I want to say she's a planner, she's not a planner when it comes to like emotional stuff and communication and Noel's there. She knows she's, she may not get the greatest reaction, but she's probably already had the worst reaction. And again, it I think it's unfair to lump her mother into that, but definitely from her father. Um, but you know, I don't actually right. totally know exactly what they said. I mean, I think we can gather how the conversation went with them at the table in Epstein bar after she says that they're, you know, she's engaged to Ben, but we don't actually get any pithy lines from them. Um, yeah. I mean, I would guess her dad says a lot of stuff and her mom either goes a little more silent or is more reflective, but I, I can't imagine. Her mom, her mom in that moment had to be flashing back to, ah, so you're following my trajectory because right. that worked out so well. Yeah. I don't see her mom flipping on a dime and having one of those like moments that they had before where it's like incisive and they're like hurting each other. Um, I, but I, I do agree. I don't think she's, going to be 100% supportive uh, of that, but at least I think she'd moderate Edward Porter's comments. Yeah. Well, okay, so how does Noel react? So Felicity's like, yeah, uh, we're engaged. Noel's initial thought is, wow, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like a fairly long <laughs> ellipses. Then he, he kind of sits with it for a second. And he's like, that's great. Yeah. He, it's like he accepts it. And he can be, I don't want to say reluctantly happy for her, but like he can get there, but 
just barely. Yeah. And Felicity looks at him. She's like, well, thanks for that. Uh, my parents, however, don't share your point of view. <laughs> and Noel, who is the, co- the correct person to say this piece, he's like, historically, your parents have been overbearing, controlling, crazy people. You love Ben. And, you know, in my eyes, this all makes sense. Yeah. And here I just put Nola's a great friend. Like. Yeah. And that that last thing that he said, that kind of only could come from Noel. Yeah. You know, that's like, uh, am I jumping up and down for joy and, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs and holding your hands and hugging you? No, that's not Noel's reaction. But Noel can be like, here's why I know this is fine. Yeah. It's the validation she's not yet had. And I agree. There there really isn't anyone else who would react this way, who could react this way. Um, and it, it probably means a lot to her uh, that he's able to say, you know, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Kind of be like, happy for her. You're the greatest. Her. Yeah. yeah. Ben's going to return home at just this moment. Yes. And oh I found boy. this, I found this to be weird. He, he walks in the door and he seems really down mm-hmm. and he hugs Felicity in this, like he tucks his head down kind of way. I was like, did Lauren lose the baby? Hmm. That's the vibe I had with him walking in the door. Yeah, he uh, he's a man who needs support from Felicity in this moment, like, and she's giving it to him in form of a hug. And she's like, how did it go? Yeah. Um, Ben's like, it's hard to explain. Um, He does reveal that the baby's name is now Andrew. And yeah. Felicity's like, oh, that's your dad's name. Oh, it's saddled the child with that history. Okay, sure. Yeah. Couldn't have at least gone with Drew. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange. Well, that's their connection. That's how they met. That's true. Maybe it was Lauren who was pushing for it. Yeah. We're going to get more information now. We're going to go back to bed with Felicity and Ben, who are cuddling. Well, before that, though, Noel says congrats Mm. and... Ben is like, oh, yeah, yeah, because he thinks it's about the baby. And Noel's like, no, 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 on the engagement. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, he knows, he mm-hmm. knows. And and I think they're going to be pretty cool throughout this episode with each other. Yeah. And it's been, their, their roles have been established. Yeah, they absolutely have. Um. So, yeah, but we need to understand more about Ben's reaction here. So we're going to we're going to unpack that in the next scene where Felicity and Ben are cuddling in bed. She's back in her spot, her little Felicity spot. And, you know, like in between his arm and his chest and it's they're they're together again. Yeah. Um, For a limited time. Uh, So Felicity's (laughs) like. Do you want to do you want to talk about it? It must have been overwhelming. And Ben obviously has this baby on his brain. 
He's like, that baby, he's such a little guy. <laughs> he has little hands, but they look like my hands. Oh, Ben. Yeah, he's like in love with this baby now. Um, I mean, and Felicity can feel this and she's like, when are you going to see him again? Right. And that's so tough. Um, Ben's like, you know, Lauren's going to call from Arizona. And Felicity's like, ah, so she's going to Arizona. And I think this, this now explains why he was so down coming in the door. He was like, it was so hard to leave. It was just really hard to leave. He didn't realize it was going to be that hard to leave Philly. Yeah. Caught him by surprise. Um, He formed an instant bond with Andrew. So his little hands. His little hands. He's such a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Felicity is reading all the way between the lines. She's like, you want to move to Arizona. But she says it with this smile on her face that it's like, so she's looking up at him from her little Felicity spot. And she just has this smile that's like, you're a good guy. You know, it's not even like it'll, it kind of, it'll change as they continue talking. But the initial part to me seems like she's like, you know, you've met your son. This is how you feel. You're a good person. I actually admire this about this whole episode there's so much that's unsaid again Mm -hmm. so i you know i'm reading into it but she's like yeah so you want to move to arizona Mm -hmm. and ben's like i mean look you could do anything there which is it's a yes like his answer is yes but he doesn't say the yes he's like you could do anything there just knowing that baby would be three thousand miles away you know it could still be you and me starting out Oh, Benjamin. In Arizona. And to me, when she says that, it was sort of like a placating kind of a, this is the conversation we're having. Yeah. By the time it gets to that point, the smile is, is less adoring. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's faded. I would, I would say I haven't decided when she says that exactly what her reaction is, but it's not a slam dunk. Yes. For me, like, no, I think she's like not. in Arizona, um, but it's not that wary either yet. It's very, it's very like straight bat response, sort of like I need some time with this. Yeah, um, he's thrown a lot of stuff at her. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot here, and we're gonna skip to Felicity packing. Uh, I did not realize room. where she was until Noel came in and mm-hmm. sat down on the toilet. Um, but she is, in fact, packing in a very cute shirt, um, a little sporty uh, maroon or brown. I can't tell. Uh, I think it was maroon, maroon and white. Um, what? Softball shirt. Um, and yeah, she's just she's packing in the bathroom as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Um, and so he's, cause he's stopped by, Noel stopped by to give her a gift, a book, because 
So what I, that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. (laughs) It would have been interesting, although inappropriate if they had redone like last year around this time where he just like throws it on the floor. He's like, I'm not taking it back (laughs) with no other explanation. They could just laugh it off together later. Um, She opens up this gift and it's a book that just says architecture of New York. Her face kind of falls a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, Okay, you're going to take it back. That's fine. You don't like my present. I'm going to go cry no, in a corner. No, no, no. Thank you. It's great. It, that's not what the reaction was. Ben asked me to move to Arizona. <laughs> At which point, Noel must seat himself on the toilet as the only place to sit. The lid is down. It's fine. But he is, in fact, sitting on a toilet during this conversation. And he's like, and you don't want to go? Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly not. Um, she she says this line, and I wanted to get your reaction to it. In remembering back to college, mm-hmm. so she says, you know, kind of something like, isn't it interesting that you know, your parents' opinion resonates longer and louder. Did you feel that at that age? Um, So her, her, the sentiment she expresses, maybe not. So she, she says something like, do you know, sometimes your parents say something specific where, you know, it just resonates longer and louder because it's coming from them. I think for me, it was more about the anticipation of what they were going to say, because I could sort of predict it. Mm. Um, so for me, it was a little bit different than than the specific thing that she expresses here. But she says to Noel, my dad asked if four years of following Ben Covington around was enough. And Noel, who's your basic friend who's now been stirred to action, uh, he's like, that was what he said when you told him you were getting married. It's like the most animated Noel has been so far. Yeah. Uh, Felicity said, well, no, that's what he said that made me tell him I was getting married. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so twisted. The relationship is just so twisted with her parents. Um, it's, yeah, it's super twisted. Yeah, it's, it's, <sighs> a, it's a different, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a different thing than I, than I've experienced, but I can appreciate that this is how it manifests for her. I think um, she, she is still in a place where she's getting caught by surprise by her parents um, somehow. Yeah. And I will say, I have felt this um, with my mom, mostly, Um, you know, she would say something and, you know, she wasn't hostile (laughs) about it, but you know, I, I would think about it. I'd be like, all right. And, and it would be something that I would continue to think about as I was making decisions. Um, Like she was the one who suggested that I major in economics. So, and guess what? I majored in economics and well, almost. Um, And she's also currently calling me on my phone. Um, So, (laughs) you know, I, I don't, I certainly didn't listen. Uh, I did listen, but I didn't, 
absorb and continue to think about all the things that she said. I didn't always take her um, advice, let's say. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely thought about things. I, you know, I respect her. And um, and so, yeah, that did, it, it did stick out for me in a lot of ways. Mm, yeah. Well, I think Noel is seeing here that she is conflicted. Is it because of her parents or is it because her parents said something that she was already thinking? Uh, so Noel's going to come around to this important line that we'll hear shattered again later. Well, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. <laughs> and Felicity rolls her eyes. She's like, ah, that means it'll never be. Which yeah. is sort of how that advice lands in the real world, too. <laughs> I find. <laughs> I don't know. I. Weirdly enough, I am on the side of if it if it's meant to be, it will be. Yeah, sure. I feel like I've I've gotten more maybe a little more comfortable with that interpretation of it now. But uh, at this time in my life, at Felicity's age, I would have been like, screw you. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, uh, she's very invested yeah. in this and she doesn't yeah. want like the certainty of currently being engaged, being downgraded to if it's meant to be, it'll be feels like a pretty ominous thing. Um, mm. But Noel's going to go a step further. Yeah. He and he's going to do this a couple of times. He is actually going to ask her not to move. <laughs> Stay in New York or perish. <laughs> Five, six words. Hey guys, remember oh, that? <laughs> so many callbacks. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, he's just like, now that I've said that, as your friend, you know, I just, I want to ask you not to move. Your friends are here. You know, you've got, I don't remember if he referenced the job, but I mean, he he's very clear. Don't move. Well, she's like, yeah. And then Noel's like, I mean, you're going to be looking around one day. There's going to be four phone lines in your home. And you're going to be thinking, what is my life? Um, no, I'm just, I am splicing in his pitch to her from freshman year. Um, but it fits oh so well. Only he could have predicted cell phones. I know. Well, now we're going to cut to the next scene where Noel is on the phone. He's obviously talking to somebody about a possible job, but he's finding out that they're downsizing too. Yeah. So Sean's going to come in with great news. I got a job. And yeah. Noel's really excited. Oh, we got a job. Not so fast, no. Yeah, Sean's like, no, I sold out. I got a job with Mr. Rotundi it's, as an elevator inspector. It's gonna no, be no. great. No, no, an shadowing. Yeah, an elevator inspector. Yeah, you got a job shadowing an elevator inspector. What does Vampire Walter do? Well, the Rotundi elevators is he an elevator company? Was is that like a thing? Did, did, I think did I so. I that? think they said that in the episode where the parents were all supposed to meet. Okay. All um, right. Fair enough. He has like an elevator uh, empire. I wanted to say <laughs> elevator vampire. <laughs> um, elevator vampire empire. Going down. 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh one, my god. Two, three. Yeah. I three. was thinking that too. Um okay, so now he's Count Chocula. It's fine, guys. We're okay. Um, no, he's the count from uh, Oh, the Count Sesame from Sesame Street. Street. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so many famous. The one who fires. counts, right? Yeah. The count. That's true. The count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um we got there. We did. It was perfect. I was mixing I my vampire it. references. It's fine. It's fair. Elevator vampire. <laughs> yes. Love it. And uh, now yeah. he has brought a new lamb into the fold and Sean will will be shadowing this uh this elevator inspector and you know yeah. it's a good thing because now Noel you can take the job where there's only one opening right and it, yeah. we're still together it's just it's about cash flow yeah but Noel's like but wait a minute though because we're a team because we we banged fists <laughs> right Remember the, the we, putting we, the boxes down? You you put your giant rooster down and, and we said like knock of defiance. Bang fists. Yeah. Um Sean says, No, we're still a team. We're just two guys trying to stay alive. Okay, we're gonna make a comeback. Yeah. Noel says, This is all it, yeah, it's temporary, temporary. Yeah. We're gonna stay yeah. positive. But Noel leaves the scene pensively. I think he's sad. You know, he says it's sad. And I don't think he 100% believes it, even though they again bang fists. I think this is a grand gesture from Sean. Um, I can only imagine how much it hurts his ego that he had to somehow get this job from Walter. Like, I don't know exactly how that happened, but regardless of how it happened, Sean's probably not feeling great about it. But Sean's being very generous. Yeah, Yeah, I think Megan was involved. And I agree. I think this was... Normally, I would say like he was present, Sean was presented with an opportunity and he took it and he didn't think about Noel and he was being selfish. I don't think that's what this is. I think he wants Noel to be able to take this other job and do what he can do. And he's giving him an out. Yeah. I mean, remember, Sean's usual first reaction is not balance selflessness yeah it's like (laughs) usually overreaction and feeling slighted and it usually takes somebody to talk him down all of that if it happened happened before this conversation like he has not been doing that in front of noel he's not making noel feel one bit bad about this um so uh, yeah i mean i see a certain generosity of it it's tricky um now we're going to get to the most I, Richard, Richard, like the, the most oh Richardy, man. the Richard thing to do. Um, this felt very this appropriate. Scene. Yeah, I love it. They they just bring Richard back to lob grenades. Mm-hmm. That is his official job. Uh, in a, I think this entire season, he's the yeah. grenade lobber. He and remember, like we were very skeptical of Richard the last time we saw him. We didn't like that Richard. This is Richard, right? Like yes. this is the Richard from season one. This is the Richard that was just always up to no good. And he's just <laughs> such a weasel, and he's so so like. First of all, okay, so we're at the ladies' apartment. We're at the elevator. Richard gets on the elevator with. Felicity's dad with Edward Porter and Richard is carrying a congrats on your baby balloon um it, it, he's got a basket mm-hmm. and attached to the basket the giant the balloon. balloon 
Yeah. And um, I don't actually know how Richard knows who Felicity's dad is, is the only problem for me with this scene. You know, but I, I, I honestly don't care. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, you know, Richard gets in and he just can't, he can't make regular conversation with people. It's not like, how's the weather? It's, oh, congrats. You must be so happy about Ben's kid. You know, this makes you the granddad. Wait, no. (laughs) The half granddad? Yeah, the bastard grandchild. Hmm. Well, you know, maybe you're just glad this whole thing will be taking place in Arizona with the baby's mother. Yeah, away from Felicity. And uh, Edward Porter just stands stock still, not looking at Richard, staring straight ahead, just internally combusting through this entire scene. He's like, I have so many things that I must say to my daughter (laughs) i he is a volcano about to explode a pimple about to pop like all of the internal energy richard absolutely picks up on this vibe unfortunately his way through there's like no way out but through and he is you know he's just being richard he just talks nervously the moment he senses it's not landing well he just keeps digging the hole deeper mm-hmm. no you know the whole granddad you're like you're no maybe a bastard grandchild. i don't know like yeah. uh it's fine it'll be all in arizona it's fine um <laughs> and then richard knows just how bad this is yes. and as the elevator gets to the right floor richard hands the balloon to Edward Porter, he said, this conversation never happened. And Edward Porter says, who are you? <laughs> I love that. But okay, so as the the elevator doors are opening and Richard sees Ben in the hallway, Edward Porter steps outside. This is when uh, Richard thrusts the basket into Edward Porter's hands. He sees Ben and we have the Colleen Tembus mini dick move of the episode. Richard turns his entire body to the side and hides in the corner from Ben. After all the grenades he has just launched, including the basket, (laughs) which is now in Felicity's father's hands at seeing Benjamin, who he has mortally wounded, even though Ben has no idea he's hiding behind his own elbow and just goes down in the elevator. That's so funny. It's so Richard. Um, You know what? I just came up with an explanation for how Richard knows the dad that makes me feel all the way better about the scene. Awesome uh the episode with the Mm sit-in Richard was at the sit-in yes and Felicity's dad was walking about he was yes Felicity's dad would not have met Richard but Richard would have seen seen him pull okay pull her into the room and so okay especially because it was this sort of like 
you know, he was this big muck muck that was like part of the talking to Greg and, you know, like, you know, the, the liaison with the board. So he would have been somebody that people would have pointed out in the room. Especially Richard. Richard, Richard would have been like, ooh, power. I will, I must notice him. Yeah. 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 So that, okay. okay. So this is totally explainable and um and perfect it's a perfect just glorious scene. yeah i, I it. it's everything i needed from richard and it captures the richard magic from <laughs> yes. season one it captures the richard magic from season two painting party standing yes. alone in the room while everybody yes. else has already left and nolan yes. and ruby are working out the pregnancy thing mm-hmm. um yeah yep. this is this is the richard we want um yep. magic yep. well yeah um felicity's dad is now going to see ben in the hallway and he's awkwardly got this basket in his Mm. hands with the balloon now which he did not buy nor know anything about yeah and he's just gonna stand there and stare at ben Mm -hmm. but he's gonna hand him this this basket with the balloon and Ben's gonna like try to hide the balloon that's already obviously been seen and his dad's like um so you're engaged you're having a child with another woman yeah Uh, I mean his her dad I don't know I feel the best about her dad in in this scene I'm not gonna lie because mm-hmm. his questions are, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And the really important question here is, does Felicity know? Yeah. And I think that is legitimate. Mm-hmm. That is like, if she doesn't know, I'm about to bust heads. Yeah. Ben's like, yeah, Felicity knows. She's being very understanding. And Seth's like, yeah, I'm sure she is. She has no idea what she's getting herself into. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he... <sighs> he kind of echoes what we've been saying that she always says yes she's being really supportive she's like he's like of course she's supportive and she and she doesn't know what she's getting into Mm -hmm. um he's got a lot of harsh things to say yeah that's like well you know i think you're underestimating her his dad said her her dad says marriage at your age is ridiculous Um, and it's like counterpoint uh your wife was felicity's age when you got married counterpoint to your counterpoint <laughs> we're divorced now <laughs> and you have a child in arizona how's that gonna work That's oh like, well, benjamin <laughs> yeah ben ben this is too much it's too much but ben unfortunately like edward porter knows all the exact correct questions to ask you know, there is no lying by omission with any of this because Richard just shared every important piece of information with Edward Porter. The other thing to remember about this too is like, I don't know if Edward Porter is a traditional guy, but I doesn't seem that Ben asked, you know, for Felicity's hand in marriage. So like, I don't know how he feels about that. Um, I mean, he's a pretty controlling guy. So I would think. Yeah. Uh, he would have, not only would he have wanted Ben to ask, he would have wanted Felicity to also ask him if like what his opinion was and then follow it. I think, I think the way that that conversation like this with Edward Porter would have gone would have been, and I don't know if everybody here has seen Alias, 
But uh, those of you who have might remember Victor Garber's reactions to marriage proposals to Sydney. Um, yes. Yeah. And first uh, of all, Jack I just Rousseau. have to say, I heart Victor Garber. He yeah. is one of my favorite favorite actors yeah he could tear a suitor's dreams and wishes <laughs> down in a single phone call um yeah oh, uh, but it did it i was thinking if this were today uh what is that song like rude mm-hmm. i just i kept playing that in the back of my head it's like this guy calling a woman's uh father for permission to marry and the father's like absolutely not and the guy's like you don't have to be so rude about it we're still getting married um Mm -hmm. i just wish that was playing in the background um you know what would be cool is if i mean i do want the original music but i also think it would be really cool if somebody went through and updated all the music with like modern music okay i think that would be really cool i disagree that's fine though um I don't know. That never, I mean, that never happens. I'm um, happy with the DVD music. <laughs> I'm happy with the most of the original music. I think between the two of them, we land on the right music. And you know, like sometimes I think you and I might have different preferences. Um, yeah. I'm very happy with the DVD music a lot of the time. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't even really imagine this with the original song. Um, so like I, I think there are times that they nailed it. I don't know about the streaming. Um, yeah, I but... agree. I don't think the streaming music is great, mostly because it's just generic. Yeah, um, it's like the stuff that they didn't have to get the rights to. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not saying it should be the definitive version. I just think it would be cool to have a version mm-hmm. of, you know, the like something that's updated. Because I would like to see this soon. I would like to see this scene with Rude played in the background. Right, somebody um, make it happen. Um, Felicity's dad, again, I like that. I actually like this moment for him. He gets real threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to stand close to Ben and he's going to talk evenly and in a deeper voice and just say, you know, you're a father. Now we have something in common. And as a father, when someone hurts your child, you want to hurt them back. Oh. Yeah. End Ben's of like, scene. <laughs> well, no, Ben's like, I get that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and now Felicity's dad is going to enter the apartment where he's going to see Felicity. Ben's going to hang back for a second. Um so initially dad comes in guns blazing and he's like arizona yeah that's all he says that arizona question mark and i did it with jazz hands he did she did but that would have been cool yeah that would have been a different vibe (laughs) um and he's like just so you know this move is a colossal mistake uh, we did need the dropping of the words colossal mistake once more. That was important. Yep. yep. Uh, he drops those words and the mic and he is out. Well, yeah. And now at this point, Ben has sort of come up behind, sort of out of the room. And as Felicity's dad leaves, Felicity looks at Ben. She's like, what did you say to him? 
Did you tell him we're moving? And Ben's just like, sorry. And Felicity is like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I can't move. I have, my life is here. My friends are here. My job is here. He's like, whoa, you've already decided? And for the third time, now out of Felicity's mouth to Ben comes the line, I have been following you for four years. It's your turn. Yeah. I mean, fair-ish. But then I think Ben has also a compelling response. Yeah, he's it's a little bit defensive, but it's not um it's not all the way defensive. He's like, okay, so you're staying. I mean, look, I'm dealing with something that's a little more important right now. Yeah. I mean, that's an answer to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, it's your turn. Don't you think that's fair? And mm-hmm. he he's like, no, what I'm dealing with is more important. And to me, that's, I mean, what are, what are the words he's not saying more important than you more important than what you're going through more important. My interpretation is the, than what you're going through. Yeah. Like my, my, my baby is more important than your job. My baby is more important than you being close to Megan and Elena and Noel and all these people. Like, I I, I don't take it as more important than you. Except then they get into a standoff. Yeah. Right. So he may be initially, maybe he's saying that. But then Felicity is like, I'm not going. And Ben's like, I have to. So are they together? Are they not? Is it now... If I move to Arizona, like, has it now shifted to more important than our relationship? And I kind of think it has in that moment. Feels like it, but they haven't specifically said that. But it it certainly feels like they're a sentence away from that. Yeah. But it, when you say that, you've said it. Yeah. So I think they take a beat. They end the conversation here because they don't want to say those words yet. Well, we are now going to go to a scene where Felicity is dressed in her graduation gown. Yeah, it is a beautiful blue. Um, I think the same color that Noel was wearing, which then confuses me a little later. Was he wearing black? I can't remember. Uh, no, I think it might have been blue. I don't know. Who, who am I to say? Um, but she's looking in the mirror and her dad enters because she's in her room. Uh, her dad enters with flowers. He's going to apologize straight away. I know. How weird is that, right? It's very strange. And then he's like, I just it's like you're my little girl. Uh seems like you just graduated from high school. I know. He's got this it's this weird reminiscing scene um mm-hmm. where he clearly not he he doesn't see her as an adult he doesn't see her as someone who's now had four years more experience in life um but he's also recognizing that about himself Mm -hmm. so you know i mean many props to (laughs) 
Edward Porter for having a small, small amount of personal growth. Just a small amount. Felicity's yeah. like, yeah, that seems like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've just spent four years of my life like upending everything and growing as a person sort mm-hmm. of kind of while out while without learning any lessons yeah i like um, he's like yeah. i like to think about the days where you never challenged me and you all yeah. <laughs> it's just like those are those days are over um no she 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 falls into it too you know he's like oh i took you to work and she's like oh yeah and i wore the doctor's code and she lets him have his moment yeah you showed me how to listen to people's hearts okay mm-hmm. um and then edward porter says yeah i guess i just keep trying to protect you and uh i don't know why i'm doing that and Felicity's like yeah you don't have to i'm gonna be okay and he's like i'm just not good at letting go to which she's like yeah no shit i know yeah (laughs) Uh, but no they both say i love you but there's a lot of truth in this you know he's Mm -hmm. gonna continue to not be great at letting her go um and now we start heading into the part of the episode where I started writing down the songs that were in the background. Ah, yes, I love this music. And we get a nice long montage. And it is not always, so we watched the DVD version. It is not necessarily always the original songs. Um, but I think really from here on out, like there were really good choices. Um, so the song here, it's gonna be your graduation montage set to the tune of If I Could Fly by Charity Chapman, which is a song that has been used before in the DVDs. Okay, I did not recognize it. So that probably was when I was watching the streaming version. Did they use this song for Noel's graduation? I'm trying to remember when they used this song, but um, remember. yeah. Anyway, oh, they've but, used it before. But before, um, in the last scene, what confused me was Felicity said she thought that her gown was going to be black and oh. she was confused that it was blue. Um, Maybe she, like me, doesn't remember the colors yeah. people wear. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that that would be borne out in the majority of the outfits she has worn throughout the entire series, although this season has been much better. I mean, if you're trying to tell me that somebody not knowing colors like would not be true to real life, then oh, what have I been disproving every <laughs> every single episode? Um, yeah. So we're going to get this graduation montage. And what I like about this is that in some ways, it's recalling what we saw at our high school graduation. But in other ways, in it shows you how different Felicity's life is now. Um, she was so alone <laughs> at her high school graduation. She was so alone. She didn't have like she had. She was bragging to Ben awkwardly about like a teacher who had signed her yearbook, who she yeah. didn't even know might be in the stands somewhere. Um, and she approaches Ben for the first time at her high school graduation, and they don't really like. Despite the fact that I think he wrote a way too way too much yearbook message for somebody who doesn't have a thought about her. Um, <laughs> like he doesn't really know her. She doesn't really know him. So now it's it's interesting for me to see like what's the same and what's different. Um, yeah. 
I mean, immediately for me, what this brought back was our graduation because does every college use the same chairs? Those chairs are like the universal graduation chairs. They're mm -hmm. super uncomfortable and very small. And I just remember sitting in the chair and that's, that's what it brought back to me. Okay. But I love the montage. It is very Felicity centric, which makes sense for a show called Felicity. Mm -hmm. But it is nice, you know, we're, we're focused in on her and then the camera's going to pan mostly individually, but sometimes to groups of people who are, you know, have been in Felicity's life. We get um, Elena, we get- First one we get uh, is Megan. We get Megan, we get Ben, we're we get Javier and Noel and her parents and just, yeah, all of these people that, she has, not only does she know, but she has deep, meaningful, lifelong, likely connections with. Yeah, yeah. And Noel, Sean, and Javier are sitting together as plus ones looking at the program. Um, Felicity is going to see Ben and it's sort of a wistful look. But then we're going to skip over to Felicity getting her diploma. And oh my God, her shoes. Please, somebody else comment on the shoes she is wearing to cross the stage. They were shoes. They are so ugly. Oh. They are brown. They are like basically flats. They look kind of like closed, like closed heeled clogs. I mean, my God, woman, buy a pair of heels. What is wrong with you? Not everybody wants to wear heels. Ah. I'm all about flats myself. <laughs> now only I, like, I can wear I can wear heels for about an hour. How long does it take to walk across a stage? Sure. I mean, um, when I had picked out my shoes for both my high school and my college graduation, they were both sandals, they were strappy, they were heels, they matched the color of the robe and the dress I was wearing underneath. Um, woman, think about your shoes. Okay. All right. Um, she's got better sweater game. She's wearing some cute shirts. She's got the hair minus the braids, but damn, those are some ugly shoes. Um, so Felicity's going to get her diploma. Everybody's going to cheer <laughs> and we're going to have a, this for me was the most, uh, pilot flashback we got where she looks back from the stage to her parents and her mom's got that big open mouth smile and her dad's got the recorder. Mm -hmm. And that's basically exactly what they were doing in, when she graduated from high school, except those were the only people that she was yeah. connecting with in the audience. So this time, you know, it's, it's like that thing remains the same and everything else has changed. Um, ben smiles at her while she's, you know, he's, he's proud of her for graduating. Then we do the cap throwing. And I get to say the word motorboard. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm juvenile. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And then we're going to, uh, cut over full cities talking with her parents, but she leaves that conversation to go talk, find Ben who's talking with Richard 
Yeah, I love this. So I normally write down like the first letter of people's names. And so I was like, ah, you know, Felicity, Richard, Ben. Richard, he is in this scene only to be asked to leave. Yeah. So I just had to cross and, out and Richard. only to not initially realize he is being asked to leave. Yeah. Like it's just a little bit more awkward than it needs to be, which is why they nailed it with Richard in every scene that he was in for this whole I episode. Love it. I Bill's just like, it. um, can I talk to you for a second? Looking at Ben, and Richard just stays there. Yep. <laughs> and Ben's like, oh man, do you mind if we yeah. can we just or just yeah. like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he leaves. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so i know this <laughs> isn't i know this isn't the end because we do have more episodes but if we were to take this as the finale i believe i mean i believe i can give an award to the final can i talk to you okay. of the series were we to consider this the finale well it's the it's the final one of the series proper as far as i'm concerned um yeah so felicity and ben are going to sit down on felicity's you know they left that last conversation in a very strange place they hadn't said the final words and now it's time felicity is like this is so hard like i keep thinking follow ben you know sometimes i think i'd follow you anywhere but i just can't yeah and ben's just He's, I mean, he's going to say, you know, sorry for even asking. Like, yeah, he knows. No. Yeah, he knows. Felicity says, she's just starting to cry a bit. And she's like, well, you should go to Arizona. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's very sad. And then, whew, man, does this line hurt. Um, she says, maybe my dad was right. Maybe this is just a college thing. Ben sits with that. He's like, look, if it's meant to be, it'll be. What? Yeah, what? what hurt most about that was my dad was right <laughs> to yeah. me. I was like, couldn't we have just left that out? Um, ouch. Yeah. Whew. All right. She's a bigger woman than I am. Never would have admitted that. Um, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if that line had an impact on him. Like if that line resonated for him long and loud, if that ends up helping him make his decision or if not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, Cause you know, like challenges from Felicity's parents in the past, he's risen to that occasion. Yeah. More so with her mom. Like we saw that happen in a very direct way where he felt sort of threatened by Felicity's mom's opinion of him. And he just went to talk to Felicity's mom about it directly. Um, so I wonder, I, I do wonder if at any level that got in there for him, but we, we all never like know that answer, but. Yeah. And his, his stuff with her dad has been, I don't know, kind of on or off, right? because her dad says a lot of stuff about Ben to Felicity, mm -hmm. but he's also used Ben and his career path to try to pressure Felicity, you know, into being a doctor and like bonded sure. with him. So it's, it's been this weird relationship 
with her dad. That is that, true. None of it positive, but weird nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to head over to Epstein Bar, where we're going to hear a song in the background called It Does um, by Cloud Eleven, which is the song that's in the background in the fire episode when she's painting. It's the song playing in her headphones on the DVD oh. version. And it's actually through it's it's playing in the back. It's diegetic because it's playing in her headphones, <laughs> but it's playing in the background for more than that. But it's that song is the reason she doesn't hear. She doesn't know that there's a fire until too late. Um, so they're playing it again here in the bar. Um, and we're going to get a Noel and Sean scene. And Noel, he's not happy to let this lie. He's like, all right, Sean, I got a job for us. Sean's like, you got a job for us? Tell me about it. What's the company? Like, where's the, you know, let's, let's talk about the pay, the benefits, the, you know, the office location. Can we, can I bring my rooster? Um <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, no kind of mirrors what Sean did earlier. You know, he comes in and he's, he's excited. He's like, I got a job for both of us. You know, he's selling this to Sean. And as Sean continues to ask those questions that you just um, mentioned, he's like, they have no clients. Yeah. Uh, nothing. You can definitely bring your rooster. The pay uh, is bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be terrible. Uh, the name? The name, yeah. Blumberg Crane and Associates. So basically, and, they're reverting back to plan A. <laughs> yeah, and, and Noel has, you know, capitulated, I guess. Uh, Sean's name will go first, and I'm assuming the Associates are uh, the rooster and... Uh, his hence. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, the bouquet of koosh balls. Oh my god, Absolute. Oh my god, <laughs> that absolutely needs to be a thing in two thousand two. Um, yeah. uh, and Noel, it's funny. Noel is the one who makes things happen. I mean, I I love Sean's enthusiasm, but from a pragmatic standpoint, you were right the other episode where you said. Look, Noel is the one who who drew up the legal papers. Yeah. Right. And in this scene, he's like, "Yeah, I already rented an office. We're paying way too much for it. So, like, don't expect to get paid anytime soon." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and Sean's excited. He's like, "We're back." Noel's like, "Stay positive." And I think it's it's just worth remembering that the the, the job with WebGroove Graphics was Plan B. This yeah. was plan A, you know, like, yeah. and they had started plan A and they won the contract with plan yeah. A. Yeah. So it wasn't even plan B. It was just an opportunity that arose. Yeah. And kind of sidetracked them. Yeah. So I think Noel's just like, it's kind of like baby teeth. Remember <laughs> the song that Hannah was, was no. stumbling over. And then he's like, it's kind of like baby teeth. She's like, it's derivative. He's like, no. Remember, I had a brilliant symphonic idea that you just go back to the theme you already have. Um, Am I reaching too much? Maybe a little bit. Okay, maybe. a little bit. Guys, I'm just looking for connections <laughs> here. Um, yeah. Okay. So Sean's like, we're back. Noel says, yeah, stay positive. Great stuff. 
all good stuff. Yep. And then we're going to stay. I mean, it's a graduation party, mm -hmm. um, this time not hosted by Richard. One party not hosted by Richard, hence no salsa music in the background. Yeah. And um, so Felicity and Noel are hanging out now. And she's thinking about graduation. And, and Noel's going to put his two cents in. He's like, yeah, graduation. Anticlimactic, huh? Because, you know, when he graduated, he didn't move on. He stayed in the same place, even though he was asked to leave many times. Yeah. Um, he got uh -huh. a job and it immediately was pulled out from under him. Yeah. Felicity is trying to order a drink. She can't even get up to the front of the bar. Um, She's at the front of the bar. The bartender's just not listening. Yeah, not listening to her. Um, yeah. But, so, Noel, while they're sitting there having this conversation, waiting for the bartender to pay attention to Felicity, Noel's like, so have you decided about Arizona? Felicity says, yeah, I'm not going to go. And I was like, ah. Uh, but then she says, so she says, Ben and I, we're not going to get be together. Because he asks about Ben. She's like, we're not going to be together. And Noel's, Noel goes, oh. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't freak out and immediately ask her to, to like marry him. Yeah. Which I was like, good on you, Noel. Um, I don't know if I he even knows what to say in this moment. It's like, wow, that's yeah. a wildly different thing than you told me yesterday um <laughs> right. i was like wow this this is uh, your your life is something right now um how do you game plan for all this and then felicity says i decided something else i'm also not coming back to new york I'm not sure where i'm going to go instead but i just can't be here yeah look there's you know she has a lot of friends in new york she has opportunity in new york but also she went to New York for Ben. She stayed in New York with the whole, like, can't wait to see what this city looks like when it snows, which mm -hmm. is the thing he had said. What is New York without Ben, really, um, for her? I don't know. I think there's too much association there, I guess, and she just can't do it. Yeah, I mean, frankly, it's a place where you have a support system, a lot of friends, and a job. But yeah. okay. Yeah. Sure um she's adventurous gonna just go off and ben's gonna come up behind them and be like all right i'm gonna leave yeah and then ben and noel are gonna say goodbye a very simple one and felicity's gonna leave with ben and i really like the music in this next scene i don't know what it was did you write it down I didn't write it down, but if you want to talk about right. the scene, I'll see if I can find it. Okay. So it's a, it's simple. Ben is giving Felicity her stuff back, and her stuff consists of what looks like maybe like a couple of shirts and a pair of pants. Uh, it's like the minimal amount of stuff. And then, oh my God, it's the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. <laughs> Felicity is wearing the puffy shirt. Oh, did anyone else just die when they saw this? Please write to us. Tell me I'm not the only one because she is clearly wearing the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. Um, I had a very hard time focusing on the rest of the scene after seeing that. That was a choice. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there is a possibility. So I haven't played this for myself to verify it, but one possible theory of what that song was is from this little room by Rob Laufer. Okay. Nice. So if anybody wants to verify that, go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, this is just a sad scene. Well, okay. Here's the thing though. Yes. We, we get the 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 hug we see the vein um they they start kissing felicity you can see the like so you know when actors i guess sometimes can't cry on set they like put an eye drop and then they'll do the scene and you see like this big tear rolling down but what you see under Felicity's eye here, or under Carrie Russell's eye, is just like the like the residue or like start of tears and as they're hugging. And I honestly think I'm gonna give another award. This is the best kiss of the season. Aww. It's just it is sad it is moving and it is also hot uh because they're about to have some good bisects they are and we're gonna pan and this is um this is a technique that's been used quite a bit this season where they'll cut the camera will pan from them they get down on the bed they're gonna have sex they pan to the window because it's night right now and then it's gonna become morning in the window and they're pan back over um yeah, we've seen them do that a couple of times as recently as with uh, Felicity working all night on the paper that right. she was plagiarizing. Um, yes. And also with, did they do that with the architecture model when they were working all night? I can't remember. They've done that a bunch of, they even did that in season one with her. The first time I really remember it, but it might not be the first time it was used was season one when she discovered the studio and she painted all night. Yes. And she woke up and she was like sprawled out on her like charcoal drawing. Um, so they like this technique. It passes time. Uh, but when the pack, when the camera pans back to the bed, Felicity is in bed alone. The light is shining on her. The morning light is shining on her. Ben has finished get, getting ready and he leans down next to her. Yeah, I, for a moment there, had a mini heart attack and was like, did he just leave? Like, because he's not in bed yeah. and we see her. And I was like, oh, he did not. And and thankfully, he he did not. So yeah. good on him for it's not like, leaving after sex in the middle of the night. I know. It's just sad because it's like, she's not going to have, for, for this moment in time, for what she knows is happening, she's never going to wake up next to him again. Yeah. Like including today. Yep. I'm sad. Yeah. It's, um, a, it's sad. And it's another one of those scenes where I think there's so much unsaid between them. Yeah. You know, he's, he's sort of crouching down beside her. He puts his hand on her arm as she's kind of like huddled on her side with her hands under her head. Um, and like, all, you know, at least they're going out by each saying, I love you. I mean, I think there's a lot of love here. I think it's the circumstances, right? I think they they know that this relationship would continue if not for the circumstances, but that they're both doing the thing they need to do for themselves. Um, ben says, I gotta go. 
Felicity says, you got to go. She asks if he needs help with the bags. And he's like, no, stay in bed. I think he wants the image of of her being in bed when he leaves. I mean, I think, didn't he say something um, maybe when he was going for the summer program for an EMT where it was something like, if you come with me to the airport, I won't get on the plane or something like that. Mm. That's sort of what I was thinking, um, that he was like, I won't. Like if if you come with me, like I'm I'm not gonna make it. Yeah, like this is just actual torture. So Felicity is she's uh crying. She's not like sobbing, crying, but she's forming tears. It's a sad moment. She's like, "I love you," or he says, "I love you." She says, "I love you too." He leaves, and Felicity cries in her sunny bed. Yeah, alone. It is. I don't like this. Yeah, it's very sad. In this um, episode, I'm telling you, if you didn't get the feels from other episodes, you're going to get it here. All right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's got fully. But hopefully, the next scene will bring you up a little bit because I know you like the montage synchronized moments. Yeah. Well, this isn't a montage, but this is. So okay. we're in the loft, the kitchen. We're going to have a, a scene with Felicity and Megan and Sean eating breakfast at the kitchen table. This um, recalls, I think it was season two, right? With uh, Julie and Sean and Ben. And there was another one with Noel, right? Uh, Possibly. Noel and and Sean, where he was like going to the fridge. Could be, could be. But I mostly think of the Julie, Sean, Noel. So this uh, Julie, Sean, uh, Ben scene from season two, where Julie had gotten another apartment. But remember Susan? Susan's sister somebody it fell through okay because Susan was a flake and she was impeccably dressed mm, true but she had it together in no other way and um (laughs) they were Sean and Ben had been interviewing possible roommates and maybe they'd have one with the guy who was the chef and then we see this morning where Julie and Sean and Ben have this whole system of eating cereal and um and sean and sean ben looks at sean and he's just like i'm not really an omelet kind of guy and they use that to decide like they're going to ask julie to stay but in this case well he's gone yeah but we do have that moment you know they're they're handing the cereal around sean's passing out parts of the paper we have this nice synchronized breakfast scene and Felicity is again wearing the puffy shirt from okay. Seinfeld. Oh my um, God, Ben gave you clothes. He gave back clothes. Wear them. Sure, sure. Well, so there's no talking in this scene up until there is, which is when Felicity is like, I have to pack. Megan immediately grabs her dishes. She's not going to let Felicity touch them. She's like, I don't know. This is also hard to watch. She's like, I'll, you know, Felicity was going to put her bowl in the sink. And Megan's like, I got it. You know, she's like, she needs to get up from the table and be doing something. Yeah. She can't handle it. So Sean's going to hug Felicity. He's going to make a joke. I'm not going to miss you at all. Felicity laughs. Felicity approaches Megan, who's being kind of standoffish. And Felicity's like, so, and Megan's like, so, 
Then she says, Megan says, I don't want you to go. She doesn't want to hug Felicity. She doesn't like goodbyes. And And there's crying and Felicity goes to hug Megan and she, she literally jumps back like uh-huh. yeah yeah um but eventually felicity gets in there with the hug she's she like say goodbye happen. to me megan says no <laughs> um but Fel- yeah felicity hugs her anyway she says i'll call you the minute i land yeah she goes to leave but she first looks back and megan Ugh. yeah sean's just like stock still and megan looks like she is about to crumble yeah it's me so sad um i mean this episode has a lot of people like leaving out of doors right they're just constantly going through the door and leaving and felicity does that and sean reaches over and puts his arm around megan and as megan is being megan she's just like this sucks and this song in the background so it's from mike schmidt the song's called i'm doing fine but when Sean hugs Megan, the lyrics are, I'm doing fine without you. Yeah. Oh, yep. God. Yeah. And then her, <laughs> this sucks, is just the most Megan way to cut through that. And I remember during this scene, you saying, like, wait for this episode and see if the if you feel like the real love story isn't between... Felicity and Megan. Um, I mean, look, I there's come... there's more stuff with them in the last five, but if we just discount that, because I do, um, let's consider this an ending to their story. So yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like they've come a long way and they're great friends and poor Tangie Miller. Um, but, you know, it's, I think it, it is a great relationship that has been tracked and built. But given how the rest of the episode continues, I I still think Felicity and Ben are the main love story. Yeah, it's not the only love story, but like but I do think it is a love story that we could have been tracking even. I think I don't know. I think we were tracking it, but I think um when you get to this, by the time you get to the last few episodes of this season proper, and when you get to this episode, it's like, oh, they really got there. They did. Which is, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. And it's also not an easy thing to do, given how little screen time Megan got. Um, but yeah, they got there. And it, it's, it is, it's it's sad it's moving um i would like if i were to rank the goodbyes um i'm actually gonna rank one later as the best and then i'd say it's uh then it's megan then it's ben okay yeah so um i mean it's top three top three goodbye yeah well we're gonna head to another goodbye that i think is last on all of our lists so i uh, (laughs) based on what you just said so felicity (laughs) is in her room she's packing elena and javier both enter i thought so as felicity is packing you see a blurred elena walk by the door 
for like a quarter of a second. And I was like, ah, that's all they're going to do with her. <laughs> I mean, it was close to that, you know, like, so Javier, this scene is mostly focused on, on Javier. Um, even though they're both in the room, he's going to give her the employee of the month gift, uh, because she's the employee of the month forever, every month. He's not taking it down ever. Right. Yeah. So she better come back and visit or he's going to take it down, but not really, but not really. Um, yeah. And then Lena need any help with your stuff. Yeah. Uh, the best I could come up with is she has great hair. Yeah. Angie Miller must have been like, what is this crap? Every single episode. What are they giving her? Nothing. Um, uh, just fish, just you wait till you see what they do with her the very next episode. Just you wait. Okay. All right. You you you're not angry enough yet. Okay. I just want you to know. Um so I, mean, I can get angrier. You're going to probably in the very <laughs> next episode. Okay. So um, I, I don't know why they did this with her. I don't know if she had conflicts. I don't know why. There is absolutely no excuse for the season four usage of Tangie Miller in this show. Like, or non-usage. Or non-usage, yeah. She's supporting, supporting characters. Get over yourselves, writers. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm missing I mean, something. I literally wrote down not as moving as Megan. I know. And I'm like, they... The two of them have been friends, like friends, friends since season one. And for us, an episode that's doing a lot of callbacks to season one, there was a lot of Elena content from season one to reference. Maybe something from the Assassin's game or something from the Friends episode or, you know, like, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the very first time we meet Elena, they're at the Halloween party and Elena's just standing up against the wall. She's like, I hate these things. Um, <laughs> like there's gotta be something in there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but at least she's part of the group hug. Yeah. So uh, they do a group hug and then she hugs them individually. She hugs Elena then she hugs Javier and then those two leave. And Felicity looks around at the empty apartment, which is a beautiful shot. And I tried pausing on it to get a better sense of the layout of the apartment. And it confused me more. Yeah, I did the same thing. Um, I mean, it is it is a beautiful panoramic shot. Well, maybe like three quarters of, uh, of a circle. And you see all of the, the rooms and the kind of like doorposts and the windows and how open it is. And I still don't understand. I still don't understand. I think I don't understand. I'm pretty, first of all, okay. One weird thing about is a beautiful shot, but one thing that was strange about it is that Felicity is standing in her room, but they pan when they do the panning shot, the camera is in the living room. Yeah. And she's not in her room. Yeah. But so it was like, all right, whatever. I think, I think that there's another bedroom in that apartment that we're I not agree. able to see from that vantage point. There has yeah, to be. There has to be because there there is a hallway and there is another room because that's where Julie was. Um, and that's where, uh, what's her name was? Yeah, there was a point. Um, there was a point when... 
it's the beginning of season three. So what, Megan and Elena were sharing a room? That is what we That was decided. what we concluded. Julie had a room that Felicity ends up going into. Which Molly is not had a room. Molly. Okay, so it's Molly's room. And remember, there was a party. And I was it Ben went down a hallway and Felicity was in a closet? Yeah. Like, nowhere do we see that. From the, not the storm. Yeah, there's, um, there's nowhere that we see... Because that, none of those, the closet and the hallway, I think, had one window. And that hallway might lead towards, does that lead towards the front door? Because there's a hallway leading towards the front door as well. There is, but I don't think it's that because I think to the right is probably where Molly's room is. Yeah, yeah. And there's, and when you go, when Ben went down the hallway, he went towards a window. Yeah. And the hallway that comes out from the door goes straight into the living room. Yeah. So I feel like if you go past the living room, then the hallway continued and then you go to the right and there's a closet and another room. But when you pan around, you just see a room and there's no hallway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think just based on the number of people who lived in this place, the beginning of junior year, there has to be four places where there are beds there's a room that has a double there was a room that julie had a bed of her own and then there was a room that molly was in that we didn't really see a lot um and felicity ended up taking over julie's room and tammy and gabby come in for like a hot minute right and where they, are they i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but they moved into they moved elena out of her double room so they could be in that and they moved her into what I think would have been Molly's room. Um, Which makes absolutely no sense. Or did we not see that? I don't know. Look, it's a beautiful shot of the empty apartment. I know. It makes no sense. It, it we don't care. More. It's okay. Maybe, maybe the request to listeners and maybe ourselves or me is time to do another season three, four rewatch and just diagram this place <laughs> yeah. out properly. Like floor plants yeah if anyone like, actually is an architect and watching this we would like yeah. floor plants this place is not like that the hotel in the shining it is possible <laughs> like people have tried to diagram that place and it doesn't work but it's not supposed to because it's supposed to be confusing yeah. because it's a horror movie this is felicity okay it's this place is just supposed to make sense <laughs> well but again it's season four so i feel like maybe the walls move maybe uh there's like another dimension involved maybe molly's room is a pocket dimension now look there's so many things but felicity is gonna literally make her mark on this apartment yeah um she's gonna put her name in the closet which is what she did at the end of freshman year as well but she's the first person who's done that in this closet whereas before she was a long you know at the end of a long list she writes full city porter o2 yep and then noel's gonna enter it's gonna walk right into the apartment she's like no i'm not ready to say goodbye to you yet <laughs> noel says let me take you to the airport yeah and then we get to go back to the opening taxi scene and so it's like ah okay this is the sequence of events this makes sense um we get to see that lovely scene again 
then we get to go back to an airport where Noel, without a ticket, is somehow sitting next to her waiting for the I mean, at this point, we are long into a post-9-11 world. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah. So, Noel's, we get the whole, you okay? Felicity says, yeah. They get to the airport. We're going to (laughs) see... They're sitting next to each other, um, at, you know, waiting at the gate and Noel offers her candy. She declines because they just offer each other candy at all possible moments. Mm-hmm. Felicity says, do you ever wonder what would have happened if you and I, Noel's like, never. And they <laughs> smile. Um, put a pin in that for the next it's, five episodes. It's, it's a lot. Well, I was going to say, like, this has got, I thought this was going to be a setup for the next five episodes and they weren't actually going to close out the story. So I got really worried at this point. I was like, Oh no, are they just not going to have an actual ending? Um, they have them say goodbye, but it is also a setup the next five episodes. Yeah. So I just sort of figured I got worried here, but I still be worried. Well, no, I got worried <laughs> that like the rest of the episode wasn't going to happen. Okay. That they okay. were just going to like leave it open for the next five episodes and okay. I well the good news is that didn't happen but the bad yes. news is the last five episodes um <laughs> <laughs> i don't have good news for you on that um so the the flight to san francisco is called which is hers and she just starts to lose it yeah um, this is my number one like best goodbye but it's it's 100% Carrie Russell. I mean, this is where Noel just doesn't shine. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you could, I don't know how he could meet her in this moment. She does such a great job here. Yeah. Also noting he's with Zoe. Like he's tried to yeah. put Felicity behind him. Felicity is about to move. Although Zoe does not appear in this episode there's a storyline with her in the last five episodes where they're still together. So like, but I don't think Felicity at this point is thinking she's going to get together with Noel. She's just, he's her friend and she is just, I think she's got residual feelings about Ben and saying goodbye and residual feelings about Megan and saying goodbye. And this is her last goodbye. I know. And she's, she just freaking loses it. Yeah. She's grabbing her stuff. She's like, you have my numbers. And he's like, yeah, I've got all four phone lines. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he's like, I've got your cell. I've got your phone. At home. I've got it all. Um, we'll talk all the time. He says. She's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, she sits fat for a second. She's like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> she's so flustered and, and sad and crying and freaking out and talking quickly and shaking. She's physically shaking. Yeah. He's like, no, you can, you can do this. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's promise. We'll talk all the time. Mel says, I promise. She's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. She's nodding her head very quickly. Um, and then they hug. Noel says, bye Felicity. Felicity says, bye, Noel. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it, it's the best goodbye because it's the sad, you know, she's so flustered. And it, it's kind of like a 
everything's hitting her. So it's not just a goodbye to Noel. It's, it's the last goodbye. Um, I did catch that they said the airplane was going to San Francisco. So before when she said, oh, I don't know where I'm going to go, clearly she is going home. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, was that the, was that like the forever plan? I don't know. It's like, she was always thinking about going home for the summer anyway. So I think, yeah, it's not a huge surprise that she'd be going back to San Francisco. Is she going to stay there? We don't really know yet, but, um, as she leaves, you can see his, he's a little teary eyed. And, um, then we're going to get to her on the plane. She's sad on the plane. Yeah. The, and the, the, um, I want to say stewardess, flight attendant. There we go. The flight attendant comes by, asks her if she needs anything. She's like, nah, I'm fine. And we finally get to hear who the voiceover from the start was for. So, it's, And she's like, dear Ben, I just realized that Sally hasn't responded to me in two years. <laughs> I think she might be dead. Uh, we should get on this. Any contacts in the FBI? Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to talk to you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Love Felicity. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What she really says. So we're going to get the Dear Ben tape. And it's going to start with her on the plane. And then it'll go to a montage. So she says, she starts with, Dear Ben, this wasn't the way it was supposed to end. But you know that. But you know that. At least I know you used to. Then we head into montage and we, uh, the song in the background is called, it's called Waiting by Marin Ord. Uh, we're, the visuals we're getting are a, a different campus, some college campus. I mean, it's clearly California. Yeah. I mean, with the palm trees and the openness and just like the long open you know sunny and you know it's it's not new york yeah um i didn't write down every word of her of her speech from here but uh some of the main points she says you know i thought we'd spend the rest of our lives together but now six months later Mm -hmm. you're in arizona i'm in palo alto so she did stay there uh she says and somehow it's okay And then she starts giving him an update. She says, everyone's great. And now we're going to see as the montage starts to show us the other characters. Um, So she's on the phone. She's sitting, you know, on the grass on the campus in Palo Alto. She's having a phone conversation with Megan and they're very animated on the phone. They're obviously, they haven't skipped a beat. Um, She says, Sean and Noel have a real business. They start coming into the loft together. They're talking in an animated way. She says they're happy mm-hmm. and they're each wearing their leather jackets that I love. Noel oh. in his brown jacket and Sean in his black one. Uh, I love those leather jackets. Uh, she says, and you know, it turns out Megan, you know, still wants to be a psychiatrist um we're, we're she still she'll seeing, be great at it yeah i'll probably become her first client <laughs> um 
Meanwhile, yeah. we're still seeing the whole Sean, Noel, Megan dynamic. And those three seem like they've really got things. Their whole system is like, it's down, you know, like they're thick as thieves, those three. And then prepare for the second giant bow mm-hmm. of the we're season. See or... the, this, um, this moment of the montage, it's going to open on the, the light from a projector. I thought that was done actually pretty beautifully just from a camera shot way and it pans over to felicity being in a class taking notes after everything despite everything i realized i wanted to become a doctor yeah first she says uh sometimes you find the thing you're fighting is yourself Mm -hmm. and then she says i actually do want to become a doctor of course my parents are over the moon about this but at least i know I'm doing it for me. Because maybe I can make a difference. Cue Felicity's pitch to McGrath to get into the seminar post Todd Mulcahy bus hitting. Yeah. And then she's like, ha ha, maybe we'll both end up doctors, which I don't, I don't know what's going on with Ben, but uh, he did not take that that uh letter or recommendation or whatever it was for arizona so from hodges Hmm. so he probably hasn't been in school he might yeah he might have taken a semester off i don't know um he i mean he has a newborn yeah that he fell in love with the moment he saw him so i don't know um so but I imagine that his relationship with Hodges is still intact for him to be able to pursue this next thing. So uh, we're the the montage continues. Felicity is standing outside of a building called the Thomas Dugali School of Medicine. Um, she closes her tape to Ben by saying, give me a call or write me a letter or send me a tape. I'd love to hear your voice. Love but always, Felicity. Yeah, but she says it in a way that's that's like, I'd love to hear your voice as if the tape were the only way to do that. She opens it with call. You can also hear his voice on a call. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, I, I mean, um, the way I read all of this is that they haven't spoken in six months. Yeah. Um hence like all of the explanation of how maybe he hasn't spoken with anybody in six months he's just been in like the little hidey hole of having a newborn trying maybe to they found out email yeah could be they could have found email and sent a few texts or emails or something back and forth i mean this I... feels a little bit too these are the top notes of like the stuff that's been happening like had they had any communication before this she probably already would have told him some of these things um so if, for me this is like that awkward, I have no idea what's going on in your life, um, but I'm telling you what's going on in mine sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to look at a bulletin board. Um, it's outside. Very well-placed, uh, large bulletin board in an open space so that there's plenty of room behind her. Well, this is very, very normal of a California college campus. These these boards are up everywhere. Mm. So it's, um, it reminded me very much of like SDSU or, um, you know, in any of the, the Cal 
California schools, the UC system. Yeah. So, so it didn't strike me as it, like it was going to be a thing. I was like, oh, she's looking at the bulletin board. Is she going to find a new roommate or da, da. like I had no idea. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah. Um, but what happens is, is probably the more appropriate way to end it, I guess. Um, so Ben, so she's looking at, she, she's fully occupied. Her attention is on the bulletin board, but there's all the space behind her. And we're going to see co- coming into frame, basically part of Ben. We see like his like shoulder um, you know, part, we know instantly, we can see a little bit of his hair. I didn't know instantly. You didn't know instantly. No, she's looking at the bulletin board and we're seeing it from behind. And the, the only, the, the moment when I knew was when he did his whispery, Hey, mm-hmm. and when he said that every goosebump on my body, like oh. all of them, and I just want that as my ringtone. Like that Aww. is the single like most moving word I think of the entire series for me. Like um, I just was like, oh my God. Like just I that was wondering with, how this would land for you because hey, I was just like, oh my God. Well, because if there's one thing that me and probably every listener who knows this show really well can tell is that from how you've talked about your predictions, like you definitely didn't remember this ending. No, so, absolutely not. Um, I mean, you didn't even seem to remember that they broke up um, nope. for this to happen. So at the point when they broke up, I don't even know what you were thinking was going to happen after that. But then, yeah, so we get the, hey, you get the goosebumps. Yes. 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 All the goosebumps. Felicity freezes and then she slowly turns toward him. I feel like I heard Felicity talk about this. um, uh, Carrie Russell talk about this scene somewhere. And I think she said, and it might have been DVD extras or something where she was like, Felicity kind of makes him work for it in this moment. I don't know that I really get that. I think she's just very caught off guard and he has some explaining to do but i don't know that she was like oh now i'm gonna make it work for this i think it's a choice from carrie russell um but he needs to speak yeah <laughs> like- <laughs> i mean she just turns around and she's kind of like what are you doing here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because like i don't want to like jump to any conclusions about what's going on right now so he says I was just at the registrar's office signing up for classes. And here's the third giant bow. (laughs) He says, I talked to Lauren. She's going to move back here. Yeah. Okay. Back. That word should not be in there. Mm -hmm. Let's just remove that. Yeah. Because it's ruining a perfectly good scene with a giant bow. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you were right. It was my turn. Um, and in the in the middle of all this stuff that he's saying, we keep every now and then cutting over to Felicity's face just to see how it's landing. And the first couple of times, it's like sort of reactionless, like still waiting for more information. When he says, you were right, it was my turn. She smiles. Yeah. Um, and then they hug. And the camera yeah, it's pulls back. Really strong hug where her hands like go all the way around him and are like grasping each other. And he's like basically burying his face in her. Like it's just like they needed this. Like they both needed this. 
And then we see her face again and she's crying, smiling. Um, and the camera pulls back on them. And then he, he grabs his bags and they walk off and he, he switches bags to the other hand so they can hold hands as they're walking off into the sunset together. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I put this is the happy, I put this is the HEA, the happily ever after. Yeah. And so I guess um, I waited all this time just to share. I'll share my note from an optimist, but really I want to know what your take on this is because I've seen this and I knew this was coming. Um, But like, this is landing with you first. I think I, I would not have felt good about an ending where she moved to Arizona. I know that's the kind of compromise people make in real life a lot, but where we start with Felicity in this TV show she jettisons her whole life plan. She moves out to New York to go find Ben, who she doesn't know. They've had these summers where they've spent the time apart. And Felicity was applauded for that. She was applauded by Pavone. Pavone, who herself had a long distance relationship. Um, and so we're met, and even like, you know, at points when she was doing that, you was saying, you were saying like, oh, she chose herself. She's on the roof. She's looking at the, you know, like, it seems like these moments where we are like, wow, she's really, she's growing. She's choosing herself. So when you start moving in that trajectory to then have her at the end of the season say, okay, I'm going to like, she has a support system in two cities, neither of which are Arizona. If she moved to Arizona Lauren has a support system there. Ben would by proxy have one. If she, if his relationship with Lauren is okay, he'll probably have the support of her parents, like to whatever degree. Felicity has nobody except for Ben. And she would be the third wheel there. Fourth wheel, I guess, if you consider this baby, right? So like, she's got no job lined up. She's got, she's got, not only does she have nothing, but it's sort of like, she's moving somewhere to be a plus one. And with the whole journey that we've seen from her, that would not feel like the way to end this for me. So optimistically, I think about this show being set in the early, you know, start in the late nineties, set in the early two thousands, what message are they trying to send to Felicity viewers? You know, this is not a show set in the 50s where, you know, the mom's going to be making dinners every night and dressed up perfectly and she's the homemaker. Like, this is... We haven't been watching the Donna Reed show? Yeah, I mean... That isn't what we've been doing? Much to your surprise, right? Like, we're in a different (laughs) era and they're trying to figure out what a woman can do in this era. And this show is making a statement about that. And they're saying... Now, however you feel about that, one of the statements they're making is... She's going to pave her own path. Now, does it complicate that, that she's going to be a doctor? Is she living at home? Is she living on campus? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for her. But what I do know is that she took, there were some easy paths in front of her and she said, those don't feel right. And I have to do what's right for me. And she does that. And Ben makes his first, really his first compromise. Um, or the first one that I'm really thinking of in terms of like 
the dynamic of their relationship. And it was time for him to make a compromise if they were going to continue. Um, for now, the Lauren Bow, you like, she, you know, Ben's parents are in Palo Alto. So there is a set of parents in that city. So there's at least that. Um, six months, if Ben was really serious about convincing Lauren and he was doing nothing but stay-at-home parenting, six months would have been enough time for him to start looking at pediatricians, looking at, you know, like, can we find, can I help you find some things to help you get settled? And, you know, he his his parents are in that community and maybe they help, they can help with connections. Um, well, and we have to remember Ben's dad was Lauren's sponsor, which mm-hmm. means she lived there. Yeah. She did live in California. I don't know. She, she must've been from exactly there. Right. Yeah. So like there is, there is some amount of like, I can believe in six months that they've sorted this out. Although that would have been annoying for Lauren, I think. Um, like to upend everything with a newborn, like this is a serious, serious choice that they're making here. And um, I don't know. I think in terms of the note from an optimist, I like, I like that they're making the choice that Felicity said, okay, I have to do what's right for me here. And if the, if it was meant to be, it would be meant Ben needed to compromise in this situation And in a way, everything still lined up. Like everybody had the support system they needed in this city. So Felicity makes her choice. And I think this was the show also making a statement about here's what a woman in 2002 can do. Um, And, you know, around this, around this time, like, you know, we had, friends who were getting married out of college, like one of whom was like, I'm not taking your name. Mm-hmm. We're going to take, we're going to make a new name. We're both going to take it. Like we, we had these, these scenarios of people like finding the right path for them, even within a relationship. And um, I think this is sort of setting a pace for that. So I appreciate that this show didn't ask me to get behind Felicity for her regressing. So those are my initial thoughts on it. But what's your, what's your take? I mean, okay, you got goosebumps when he said, hey, but when you saw that scene unfold, when you saw the path forward for these two, does this feel like the right ending to their story? I, I actually am glad that they end up together. Um I think it makes like what you've said about Lauren makes sense. You know, the reason she was moving to Arizona is she had the job and the free childcare, right? Well, Ben's parents are there. They can provide childcare. And I think they would. I don't know if you really want a child in that household, Um, but they are there. Um, And she lived there before she had a job there before she probably has contacts um you know it it does still feel like a bow but i'd say in this last scene i am very happy for them to end up together i do have 
a much bigger problem with the ending, which is the turns out I want to be a doctor. She has just spent four years in New York looking at art and, you know, trying to forge her own path. And at the end of the show, she ends up in Palo Alto studying to be a doctor. And that almost makes me feel like she wasted four years because she could have built all the relationships that she had. She could have, you know, had some personal growth, whatever, while studying to be a doctor in New York. You know, the whole let's go off the doctor path, if it was, if all she got out of that four years was, I know I'm doing it for me and not my parents, I don't think it's worth the money. That's four years of college. That is a ton of time and effort to turn around and be freaking back in Palo Alto doing exactly what her dad wanted her to do. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that is the fatal flaw of this ending. I hate that about this ending. Her and Ben being together, fantastic. Like, were she to end up in Arizona with him and be an artist, I would be okay with that. Um, It's the same, I mean, I can't, I I just keep saying it over and over again. It's like, she doesn't learn. She says yes to everything. And this feels like a hundred percent full regression into the easiest path she could have taken. Mm -hmm. Palo Alto with her parents there being a doctor, probably supported by them. So yeah, that's the, the, the doctor thing is the hardest part for me as well. And I think, um, uh, the only way I can feel good about this ending is if I think that she's got a modicum of independence, like if she's living on campus and not living at home with her parents, if she's like actually created boundaries with them of of some sort. Um, I want to imagine that in my head. I'll try to imagine some boundaries that feel right for that, that make this feel more palatable. But I don't know that you needed to have... I don't know that she needed to make that choice for this ending to work. You know, like she could have just been in Palo Alto doing art. Art. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would have felt more comfortable with her in Arizona doing art than her in Palo Alto being a doctor. Mm -hmm. Or she could have just been a doctor in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, the whole art architecture, everything that we were building towards I don't know. It's a, it's a big WTF. And I kind of feel like it's a slap in the face of the viewers because yes, they're saying something about uh, what a woman can do in a relationship, but not what they can do professionally. Mm -hmm. And that bothers me. Well, I mean, okay. That, that can be taken from more than one standpoint. I mean, I, I agree with where you're going with that, but I think like, uh, I think, being a doctor as a woman is, is still a very, it's a challenging route. Right. So I think there, there is like, I think the universe of saying being a doctor is impressive for Felicity is still exists. 
I think that she's got, you know, I'm sure Edward Porter is going to be trying to facilitate this in every possible way. But again, this is where I want to, the only way that this ending works for me from the professional standpoint is if I can imagine that she's got some boundaries here with her parents, um, which is a bit of a stretch, but I can understand the not wanting to be in New York thing. I think sometimes you go through so much that like a whole city feels like it has the residue of your personal experience and you just need to be somewhere else um, to actually create a fresh start. Well, so that I do understand. But she's not creating a fresh start. She's going back to Palo Alto where she grew up, went through high school, you know, had Ben's blood in bags in her hand, Mm -hmm. pined after this guy, had terrible relationships with her parents. She's right back there again, same Mm -hmm. city, same path. Doctor, to me, this is not a fresh start at all. Mm -hmm. If anything, Arizona would have been a fresh start more than this. Mm-hmm. And I get that would have been saying something else about her relationship with Ben. But- and I think about her, I mean, I see that as like a more of a mountain to climb in terms of, um, I, I, I think it's a net negative in Arizona for her because it's, it's not like moving to a too. city. It's not like moving to a city where, Lauren, Ben, and her all had the same amount of support system. Lauren had the support system in Arizona. She was the only one who did. But that's the whole point. If you want to move out and have a fresh start, that means going to where you don't have the support system. Like I could have seen them ending in Arizona with some scene of like, um, you know, they're, they're looking at, at a beautiful mountain and maybe it's a a sunrise and she's painting the scene and Ben is sitting behind her with Andrew on his knee. And like Lauren is not in, you know, she's not there at that moment. They have their own house, you know, they have their own thing going and, you know, and Ben's I just can't imagine feeling good about that outcome because she, like she initially, when she moved there, her whole world would be Lauren and Andrew and Ben. But that's like, the whole point. That's she not has her to family. get out of it. Yeah, exactly. But it would, I think, be easier for her to establish something for herself in a place where it wasn't Lauren with the biggest support system. Like, oh. she is an absolute plus one if she moves to Arizona, um, in my mind. So it's like, like I just, I in that situation, agree. to me, it looks like Lauren, Ben, and Andrew are the family unit, and she's there. And I think that's a very risky situation to put herself in. I And I... I just, there was like no circumstance of that, that I would have felt comfortable with for this character. I know a lot of people probably make choices like that in real life. We've been tracking a character who seems to have been making different decisions than that since her initial decision to move to New York. Like she has been in the relationship with Ben specifically, 
they have been doing this thing where every summer they've actually been spending it apart doing the things that were best for them. So then to have this happen would have felt like for me, one, it is the risky choice, right? And she's an artist and maybe Ben is like working part-time, taking care of the baby part-time, they're together. She's forging her own professional and personal community and, you know, creating the new life that she wants. Um, Or maybe, you know, it's architecture, but I, in my mind, I have this picture of her like doing a painting. Um, And, you know, Lauren and, and Ben are doing the co-parenting thing, but, you know, they're not the unit, right? Felicity becomes, you know, part of the unit with Ben and Andrew. And so to me, that just seems like um, a much, yes, riskier and bigger move and following her passion and following her love and making it work as opposed to Dr. Palo Alto. I can't swallow Dr. Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I get stuck in my throat. I can't, I can't do it. Like I just, for, for me, the best possible thing with the, with this outcome would have been Palo Alto artist. Um, if, if that's or architect or like whatever or it was something to do with what she was just studying, yeah. but not Arizona not wouldn't have worked for me. Um, this works for me more than Arizona. Um, and and does, I understand why Ben could convince Lauren to come to California mm-hmm. versus New York. Um, and I can understand Ben being able to convince Felicity to go to Arizona. I mean, I just, I think either location would have been fine for me. Just be an artist. Not, just yeah. don't be the doctor. Yeah. Just uh, it, It's just, it, you know, I'm also layering in all the issues we have with tuition and college and, you know, debt and four years of college to just turn around and be like, well, you know, I'm going to be a doctor after all. I wasted all that money and time and, oh my God. Uh, mm-hmm. And and it's not so much that I'm saying like what she can do professionally, like being a doctor, of course, is very, you know, hard and impressive. And we have Elena for that. And for me, it was more like, can you break away from, the expectations that you know were put on you or that your parents had and it just kind of when she says earlier in the episode you know the things that your parents say resonate and and that combined with this ending it it feels like such a step backward yeah to me well and also though let's let's really think about what her, what age she's at here. Because if I think about my own personal development, like I think the push and pull of the dynamic with my parents, no matter what realizations I came to about it, um, 
I like, I think for me, that push and pull existed throughout my twenties. And it wasn't until a a bit into my thirties, like maybe even mid thirties that I was finally able to set really concrete boundaries. And some might argue if they looked at my, like at my past, some might argue that, oh, you were putting boundaries in earlier, but not like concrete ones. So I like for me, what, 21, 22 years old, 22 years old, um, you know, coming out of college, you still are figuring out like what your life is going to look like. Maybe still thinking about what you value, although she's had to make a lot of really big decisions in these four years that we've seen that I think she started to really establish a firm value system for herself. But I do think that um, she's still really young, right? And like, I do think your whole 20s is often about like, who am I? What am I going to be? What am I doing? Um, And and forming enough conviction and how you make decisions that when you hit your thirties and forties, you can be like, screw all of you. This is how I'm doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, I honestly think that it would have been really interesting to see the next four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, if that's the story they wanted to tell, this is not the place to end it. Because so far, the quote, personal growth we have seen from her has been very minimal. I mean, I think that it's huge if you take this in relationship to Ben, because that's exactly where we started the series. Like the main thing that was driving her decision to go to New York was Ben. Ben has been the central focus from the pilot episode. But was it, remember when we, her parents came out and she was like, yeah, like I'm here for Ben, but actually but I stayed the real me. reason yeah. that I came was to get away from the expectations and my parents and to become myself. And I figured out it really wasn't Ben that moved me here. And yes, they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's a love story, but you know. But they don't establish, they they don't establish the, like, it's not until season two when Pavone and Felicity are really unpacking things where she's like, okay, I came here for Ben, but I stayed for me. She doesn't have that relationship, that, that discovery about herself until quite far into the series. So we as viewers are starting with this central premise that she came to New York for Ben. And we sit with that for at least a season and a half. Um, I remembered earlier, the first time her parents come to town in season one, they're like, oh, you came here for Ben. And she actually clarifies with them, well, not really. And it's right there in that first time that they're there that she says, actually, it's more than that. She does not at that moment connect it to her parents, though. She's, but I think she, she says, I'm to... staying for me because she's met Julie and she's met Noel and she started to develop these friendships and she's starting to think about what her life would look like. And there's the whole, what would New, what would New York look like when it snows bit? But right. she doesn't it's the have separation. It. Yeah. It's the separation from her parents and her growth as an individual that pushed her to New York. 
rather than just the stalking of Ben, which I made a lot of fun of, but, and still do, um, you know, he, yes, maybe he was a factor, but there, I feel like there was so much more be, behind that. Mm-hmm. And, and then we watched the series and, you know, she makes little steps forward where she's like, you know, I'm not going to take your money anymore. And, I'm going to be an artist and, you know, I have a job in New York and architecture and like, here are my personal relationships. And yet she continues to make the same mistakes. Her moral code that she maybe is developing is slightly off kilter, let's say, at least in my opinion, she's a flawed individual. Fine. I'm fine with that. Um, And you know it she does again she doesn't learn from any of the things that go wrong in her life and then at the end of the show it's like she's right back where she was in high school i don't know so i I think yeah i think with that i i I agree with a lot of it and for me to for this to feel okay i have to imagine things like she's rooming on campus she's got whatever arrangement, like she's paying for her room and board, like, or whatever, like she's got some amount of financial independence happening here. Um, like I, I have, I think it's very important to me that when they're showing this, the montage of her in California on the phone, they're showing all stuff of her friends, but she's sitting on like a quad on campus and she, we don't ever, we don't see her parents anymore. We know she's in the same city as them, but I think for me, it would be very important to know. And I've just made a decision in my own head to believe that she has found the separation. She has found some way to create some separate or at least maintain the level of separation that she had from her parents in Palo Alto, even if she's studying to be a doctor now, like the arrangements that they have that she's kept that level with them. Like I just can't you imagine told me that she's gone back into Tuesday dinners and that she was living at home. I'd have an issue with that. I'm having to imagine that, okay, she's made a decision to be a doctor because she wanted that. She always wanted that on her own terms. She may still be pursuing art, but she's pursuing this doctor path and she's doing it with her boundaries. Um, I can 100% see her living on campus, but just from her character, I have a very hard time believing that she's not at least taking tuition money, that she's, that her father isn't like messing behind her back and the scenes and she can't stop him, that she isn't, I mean, maybe it's not Tuesday night dinner, but at least once a month, once every two weeks, she's going home, she's having dinner, she's got her, you know, she has a relationship with her parents. She says her parents are happy about this over the moon. So she, she knows how they feel about it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like she's, you know, um, there's no, I don't want to say defiance, but you know, there's, she says, you know, my parents are happy. And I know I'm doing it for me. She doesn't say, my parents are happy. I'm doing it for me. And I have set solid boundaries. 
with them. Yeah. So, and, and that's why, that's why for me, I have to believe that she's got at least that she has maintained the boundaries she had in New York somehow, like to whatever degree she can. I think that becomes a very important way for me to interpret this end. Um, the, you know, yeah, I mean, I think knowing now that Ben's re-entering the picture, like she's probably going to end up living with him, even if she was living off campus or on campus. Like, I, I think there are certain things about this and she has an ability to say, she's developed an ability to say no, especially to her dad, to both of her parents. But like, I think about the, the sit-in episode and she openly reject, like she was like on the regular and emphatically saying no to her dad when the stakes were very high. So she's developed an ability to do that. Um, now, and other times it was easier for her to lie away out of a situation with him and just to get up from the table and walk away. But these are things she was never able to do freshman year, you know? So like, she's got a capacity to set boundaries with them. And I think I need to know that she's doing that. And I believe that she, this is the end. This is the last we're going to see of this portion of the story. So we don't get more information, but had they shown us shots of her, like sleeping in her room in her parents. Well, I don't even know. Like they, they don't live together anymore. So I don't even know. Yeah, what that I think, like. her, I think her living with them is not, I like, I, I don't think that's where she is. I think yeah. she's made at least enough growth that she's living on campus, whether she's letting them pay for it or not. I don't know. And what the, the strings are that are attached to that. Uh, I don't know, but um, look, I could have been happy with either location. I could have been happy with New York as I, the location is less of an issue for me as like her personal growth. Um, but what I will say is ignore, kind of ignoring that piece of it. I do really like that Ben and Felicity end up together because we know, we all know another particular series where uh, the main character doesn't end up with any of the people. <laughs> that they date. Uh, and I found that to be very frustrating. I guess it was liberating, but also I like to have my happily ever after. Um, maybe that's just me. Well, I also um, think, yeah. uh, knowing how you were feeling about Ben along the way at many points in this story, does it still land happy, happily ever after for you after some of the things you've seen with Ben? I think we have not seen major incidents of violence in years now. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what the last six months have looked like, but he's now got a kid. He's being responsible. He's responsible for a kid. He's old man. Um, ben. I mean, he's grown up. I, I don't know that I would call him old man Ben. He's still fine. Um, you know, uh, and I can't deny all the goosebumps when I have all the goosebumps. They're undeniable. So the last scene I love, and I think it's perfect for me. And I just wish that the next, I don't know, five or six episodes, however many there are, were about this I and know. not some weird old, like this well, is actually a really interesting point I to know. start a series. I also um, am going to have a major issue with 
how they get us into the time travel. And we'll talk about it then. Um, because they they leave you feeling like this about Ben and Felicity, and they're going to almost instantly destroy it. So yeah, but it doesn't matter because this is the end. Right. Which is why it's one of the reasons <laughs> that this has to be the end in my brain. Um, like, because it, it's just ridiculous what they do. Um, and I don't actually believe it based on everything that I've seen. So like, you don't believe in time travel? What? Well, I don't even believe in how they get us into the time travel. So like the suspension of disbelief is like entirely there for every second of it. Um, <laughs> or or it's not there for every second of it, I, sh- I should say. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think um, it's funny because when you, because like so much of this series, especially like the first season and a half, two seasons was Ben or Noel, Ben or Noel. It's like this, what feels like this core question. And then you get to the closing seconds of episode 17, The Graduate. And you're like, oh, it was definitely always Ben. (laughs) Yeah, but I think I I started to feel like that a lot earlier. Yeah. That, you know, I was still like, maybe she should want Noel, but also Noel is super problematic. Um. I think they they stopped yeah. making Noel. They they stopped trying to make Noel viable. Season three. It was Maybe a while. Season two. I mean, I season mean. two. There was that moment where he was like thinking about going back for the break with Ruby, and she was like, "But I really, I'm interested in you. I would want to try it again." He was like, "It's like the guy with the motorcycle." Um, that metaphor remember um he crashed his motorcycle on the the roof of bus however many and uh that was sort of the last time that they really pursued the ben versus noel question even that wasn't positioned as noel versus ben it was positioned as noel versus just noel like it it was just should it just be no um (laughs) and then like even when they have them sleep together in you know season four it never felt like it was never no like that yeah. was never a question it was like this was a mistake yeah oops yeah so it's it's sort of like okay um you know you get so you were obviously feeling this a lot earlier but when you get to this point it's like oh in hindsight this was always a ben and felicity love story i don't know yeah i think and they that- had us really believing the ben versus Noel of it for a while but it doesn't feel that way now I mean, unfortunately, it was most for me, it was mostly in season one, which is when Noel was at his most problematic. Um, And, you know, and then Ben became more problematic because of all the violence. And by that point, it was like, oh, but it's Ben. Um, I don't like it, but it's Ben. And at least now I'm like, I feel that he's in a good spot and she's she's not in the best spot um but if i ignore the whole doctor thing um she's she's in a good spot and yeah i don't know i'm happy with it i am happy with the love story ending i just i don't know i'm intrigued by what happens after this and I know. I'm sad that we don't get to see it. I, yeah. And I, 
I implore you to just pretend this is the end, even though we're <laughs> going to get five more episodes and they're going to try to give you a, here's what it looks like in a little bit of time. They're going to give you that to start off the next five episodes. Mm. And I hate, hate, hate it. I think it was badly conceived okay. um, for what we know about Ben in particular. Um, Interesting. And I'll I mean, I'm, I'm interested to find out what that means. Um, I'll say more about that. I mean, I'll say more about that when we get there, but I hate, I hate everything about they hope how they open it. I hate I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll put my, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. I hate how they deal with Elena. I hate how they deal with Ben. I don't believe it. Okay. And justice for Tangie Miller. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, um, All right. I think to get to the core of what they wanted to explore, they could have done it a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, and the core of what they want to explore is that little bit of a line that they put in Nolan Felicity's goodbye. Have you ever imagined what it would be like if you and I, I figured, I mean, it sounded like it. It was an absolute setup. Um, There's a lot of ways you could do that. If that is your whole premise for the final five episodes, Lots of ways you can do that. Yeah. That don't didn't enjoy the way crap. they yeah. <laughs> didn't enjoy the way they did it. I did no. not. Um, but we'll get you into should. that. And folks, look, <laughs> if you don't like the way I'm talking about this now, you're going to hate the next five episodes we cover. But maybe maybe Fish will love them. Who knows? It's true. We Look, I absolutely loved the black and white episode. I know. Help the love, Lauren. Yeah. 10 out of 10. It's an absolute travesty, but that's fine. <laughs> um goodness gracious yeah, yeah. uh so we'll, see. well that's that's our coverage of the graduate um fish did you have a you're the worst for this one yeah i mean it's not gonna be a surprise all right well let's do it you're the worst it's our segment <laughs> fish. dr edward porter uh-huh. You suck. Um, You know, I could go on a full rant here. There were so many things, but I have said them all before. I think you've been the worst a number of times. I mean, I think you've been the worst more times than not when you've been on screen. So, you know, I'm just going to leave it because I think Noel said it best. You're overbearing, controlling, and crazy. You're the worst. Edward Porter, you're the worst. Talk about a character that doesn't have growth. I mean, (laughs) absolutely correct. Just just when you think that maybe they are, like there are moments in his like, I'm getting divorced from Barbara phase Mm -hmm. where you get a modicum of compassion for him. But even in that, he's still an asshole and he just sort of <laughs> remains that way forever. And you, he will, he will remain yeah. that way forever. Well, That's I mean, him. he has the tiny, tiny, tiny bit of personal growth here in this episode where he recognizes that he's not good at letting go that one line <laughs> of personal growth. But the thing I is, he has these moments, my... he has these little windows, like, you know, he had, I, I, I keep, I keep coming back in this episode. Somehow I keep coming back to the sit-in episode where he's in that conversation, Greg, Felicity, 
Edward Porter and the other guy who was like what from the board or whatever. Um, yeah, we didn't like him. We didn't like him. All of them were in the room. Felicity pushes back on her dad openly in front of all of them. She's like, it's not like the roller skates. You can't just take him away, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and at the end of that scene, I thought he had a little bit of a smile. Like, yeah, I remember you saying that. And it's just things like that. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's immediately eradicated the next time we see him every single time. But you get these moments where you're like, he's kind of proud at her for pushing back on him. And then you're like, no, no, he hates it. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> he's so controlling. Take it back. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll do it again. Like, like, oh, is that a little like upturned of the lips? Nope. He hates it. He wants control. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fine. And that's why I just, I can't see him staying out of her life as a doctor in Palo Alto. I mean, behind her back. He is going to be talking to doctors. He is going to try to position her. He is going to try to get her an internship. He is going to work on her rotations. He is going to, I mean, he, you can't control this man. You just can't, can't. but you can also decide what you say yes to. And I think, um, but she doesn't know about it. I think he's going to do it behind her back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think she's proven an ability to get opportunities for herself unrelated to that while she's been in New York. So who knows, maybe she'll be able to to find that for herself. But that is absolutely a conversation that I believe she needs to have with him multiple times. And I'm choosing to believe that she's having it. And I'm choosing to believe that Barbara is not just sitting idly by yesing everything he says either, which I think is part of it as well. I agree with that. Because I think to have a voice even quietly, but willing to do so saying, no, you do what you want to do. Like she didn't have that freshman year. Mm-hmm. And she was still, she was still making some choices of her own. So I think she's got a little bit more momentum now in the right direction. Um, yeah, she's also going guess... to deal with Ben's parents now. And Ben's mom certainly does not have that relationship with Ben's dad. I mean, it's hard to forget that his dad tried to kiss her. I mean, like I, I just, my God, you know, like <laughs> I, and now he's up and walking around and there's God. that baggage. So like, whatever, but um <sighs> She's, you know, she's got some weird things going on, but she's also, um, like, I'm sure there are things about that setting that are still, like, she didn't have a lot of friends in high school, so it's not like she's going back to a whole friend group, but there's familiarity. She knows the lay of the land a little bit more. And she's back on a college campus. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, And that's an opportunity to get, you know, uh, make connections with, she seems to do a pretty good job of making connections with professors and standing out enough where people want to give her opportunities. So that's interesting. Um, Yeah. And if we're going to take this as, you know, the end proper, as you have said, you know, you have made a number of decisions that are like in my head, I believe X, Y, Z. And so I'm going to make one in my head. I don't think she becomes a doctor. I think she drops it and she actually becomes an artist. Sure. That's, that's, I think she and Ben and Lauren figure their stuff out. And again, we get the nice sunset over the mountains and yes, it's in fine. It's in Palo Alto. I don't care, but she's not a, she's not a doctor. I think potentially the weirdest thing about Palo Alto is Lauren's dynamic with her ex. That's a good point. That is a good point. See, isn't this such an interest? They could have explored all of this. Yeah, they could have, but this show was not going to make it that far. I think the, the show barely made it this far. 
Um, no, but they had five episodes left. Like I do think like she, she was with him in California. Yeah. Then came out to New York and then said, I'll move to Arizona because my parents are there, but I'm assuming the guy is still in California. So what does that look like? Well, she said she was going to move with her ex to Arizona. Yeah. But there's also the whole, he's not really the best guy thing that she, that she shared. And I think when, you know, last episode, when she's saying her goodbye to Felicity and she's like, seeing the way you faced your problems, i.e. me, made me think about how I'm facing mine. Yeah. And in my head, she was thinking about her ex. But she's thinking about a lot of things. She might have been thinking about a lot of things. I mean, she could have been thinking about a lot of things, but I, I do think that's a complicating factor about this that um, we don't, we just have no information on. And I guess she has a support system and she kind of has an interesting amount of a support system in Ben Felicity, Ben's parents, Ben's dad being her sponsor or was like versus her ex. Well, she also kind of an interesting thing. She also has all, you know, all of her AA groups. Yeah. So Um, that's kind of an interesting thing to me. Whereas in Arizona, she had her parents and her ex. I maybe think Um, if her ex came or not. Yeah. Which is just a smaller volume of people who have her back. uh, If things go weird with the ex that isn't so great to her. Um, I don't know. It's a uh, tricky plus tricky. that whole thing about her raising Ben's baby with the, like, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Funky. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, so let's go to our, after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it segment. Yay. With uh, a smattering of feedback from our listeners. We have a lot of feedback about the last five episodes, but I think just in terms of like, buttoning this up um okay let's start with a couple different types of comments from at galinsky underscore first of all from her history of noel and felicity section she just typed because she's the one who did the treatise on noel she says i love how when she's saying goodbye and what is the original finale and asks him if he ever thought about what would have happened if they had stayed together and he says with this smile never I wanted to isolate that for a moment before I go to her next feedback but I do think I mean it's just full ironic from him yeah I mean he thinks about it all the time yeah I don't (laughs) think he's thinking about it anymore oh I still think he thinks about it he might be thinking about it yeah but it's just less real and possible and probably hurtful i mean it's why her telling noel she was engaged was a little fraught yeah what's the take what's his take on that gonna be who's to say yeah Uh, i like your your ongoing explanation of like he's taking medicine and it just it's helping with his his stability I think that has a lot to do with how I interpret him in season four so much. And I think it has a lot to do with why it's okay for him to go kind of off the rails a lot of times in season one. Like he's like, 
on a drug with Felicity. You know, it's like. Yeah, but the way he goes off the rails is, again, way too problematic for me. uh, Okay, sure. Yeah. And I think he's not a balanced version of himself. And he rarely is in any, he's not in any relationship Um, (laughs) until Zoe. But he was on meds. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Something about that. Um, but at Galinsky underscore also shares. Um, I love Megan and Felicity's unlikely alliance. They slowly become believably close. I think in some ways their dynamic hasn't changed in that Megan views Felicity as a vulnerable person, but her attitude changes from this being something to mock into her stepping into a big sister role. In the thanks in the Thanksgiving episode, for example, I like the subtle callback to season one, Elena, when Elena told Megan to give Felicity the damn Jello, and here Megan tells <laughs> Ben to give Felicity the damn gravy. Yeah, that's actually a good. That's a good callback. I didn't think about that at the time, but I like that. I saved that comment because I could have brought it up in the Thanksgiving episode, but I think you need to get all the way to the end of this season to see like the full bloom of Megan and Felicity. Um, I agree. I think Megan still does look at her as a little sister. Like I need to protect you. Don't you hurt my Felicity. Um, So I do think that she does still see her as that vulnerability element is very strong, but yeah, it goes from being something that she's mocking to being like, I'm going to protect you you're not to be messed with i still think she probably mocks her but no one's allowed to mock her little sister but her that's true yeah 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 megan i don't know and we've also seen megan with her actual little sister um and Mm -hmm. i i think i mean you might even say like megan and her actual little little sister lila Megan probably goes even further in that. I mean, they have like their little, Hey, Hey, you, Hey, you, 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 you know, like that whole, like they've got their little games, their little inside jokes. Um, But I feel like Megan is actually on a trajectory with that for Felicity. I mean, I agree, but I, you know, I think Megan is, she is opening up a bit and I actually think, I don't, I, I don't know about the psychiatrist part, but I, I think she's going to make a really good mom. I could see that too. Yeah. She absolutely has a maternal and you wouldn't even, how, how do you get from funeral operation posters to there? You know, like, but they, I believe it. Yeah. I think I that think she has a, a very really protective mom. instinct yes. with Sean, with Felicity, with Lila they try to show us moments like that with Javier, but I don't know. They show us little glimmers of that with her consoling Elena. Like they, they give us little bits with other characters, but the ones that she, when she, when you're in Megan's inner circle, you are all the way in. Yeah. And I really value that about her. Um. Okay. Hmm. Of these next two. Okay. We've got a longer thought about Lauren, even though we didn't see Lauren in this one. I I had to save this one because of the way it starts. So at, I still don't know how to pronounce your Instagram handle, but we're going to say at Anna Keckism, Anna Checkism, Anna, I don't know. 
I feel that in order to make Felicity and Ben have to split up after college, there had to be a very strong reason. And that's why they decided to play the character of Lauren. I don't know if it was exactly as I told you, but the reality is that I didn't like it at all. Every time I see those episodes, I feel something in my stomach. I didn't like it because even though I know it's a series, assuming this was real, what would happen next with Felicity already having a cohabitation relationship with the baby, who is not to blame for anything, obviously, but already having a boyfriend who is the father of a son that's not yours. And also knowing that Lauren will always be there. And although many in real life manage to have a good relationship with the with the mother of your boyfriend's or husband's son in the series, the relationship between Felicity and Lauren was very fractured. Also add that she was an alcoholic. That is what future awaits that baby, Ben and Felicity having to put up with Lauren when she relapses. I know I'm saying things that didn't happen in a series, but that's all I thought when this came out. No, I don't like it, but I also understand because what else would they have done to make Felicity and Ben break up? That is to say there had to be a very strong reason, an impossible reason that could be resolved between them so that they could make the decision to end their relationship. I thought about it for a long time and none had so much strength to separate them. None. The only, the only one then was that, that was that strong was Lauren's pregnancy. That's my point of view. I, I can see, I could see a pregnancy definitely like a bringing a child into the world is a, a huge pull. I also could see, um, you know, Felicity deciding to do something for herself. I don't know what would have kept Ben from following her, but, you know, maybe he does a Doctors Without Borders thing and is away for two years. Or, you know, they've already, you know, separated physically for personal growth, I could see that happening again. I could see it being like, it's the end call, uh, you know, of college. And, you know, I just need to, to grow more, uh, you know, separate from you. I, I do think there are other things they could have done. Um, but I think she's right about all of the things that could happen right with Lauren in their lives um and you know more likely than not there will be very very challenging times um and I do think that is life but I also don't I don't hate Lauren's character for the most part because really there was only one episode and it only was one day that Lauren seemed to be having a bad day. But it was the day she was stressed where she chose to drink and almost killed Ben. Fair. You know, so it's like, if that's the, if those are the stakes of Lauren having a bad day, that's substantial. You know, that's something to think about. Almost killed Ben and herself and the baby. And the baby. I mean, again, yes, but you know, I don't hate her as a character. I Mm -hmm. think it's, it it ended up being an interesting plot line. I I don't know that I needed the pregnancy, but I don't know that I wanted the pregnancy. Um, I definitely didn't want the pregnancy, but <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I didn't mind her as a character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've got, okay. We've got one other really interesting comment here um, from at aunt Mary 72. <gasps> aunt Mary. Um, which is really a two-sided thing. So for some reason, the Adam plot line always annoys me to no end. It's utterly pointless and has no effect on how things end up. On a completely separate note, the fall finale was supposed to be a series finale if they did not get more episodes ordered. The graduation episode was also supposed to be the series finale. And then the actual series finale. I think it would be interesting Wait. to compare all three and see which one got it the most right. The rightest. Which was the fall? What was the fall finale? Okay, so the fall finale is the one where um, Felicity, it starts off where Felicity, Ben comes to Felicity's door late at night with the whole, hey, hey, she's like, what are you doing here? If you wanted to get back together and you said so, I would, wouldn't hesitate a second. And then in the first, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of that episode, he runs to the airport he they get back together and then his dad uh, the whole the storm prevents the liver from getting there in time and then by the episode by the end of the episode felicity and ben are together his parents are going to be all right and it's not a cliffhanger and if you remember the description from the next episode was like since the last episode didn't have a cliffhanger ending and then it goes on. So they really like, they tied it up with a bow and it was a great bow. If the only thing you're tracking is Felicity and Ben, and it was not a great bow. If you want her to graduate, um, yeah. <laughs> because she's one semester away from graduating. <laughs> um, and it, there's a lot of questions that would have left open, but they tied up as many things as they could, I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess it sounds like they did the best they could. They like, they closed that In one. Case. If you remember, they were all at the snowball dance and they were all like dancing to the doo, 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 oh, doo, doo, doo. And then they closed with them all, all of them walking on Outside. a snowy street together. Yeah. And it was like, what's going to happen to us? And then they all start laughing, um, which is ominous. If you think that that's going to be a finale. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's not the worst ending to a series that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, I like that that last shot of them all walking outside together and, you know, the, uh, the question of, you know, what's going to happen for the future. And that is kind of leaving it on a cliffhanger. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I think had they graduated in that episode and the rest of it uh, went the way it did, it would have been life. <laughs> like that's how life is when you're graduating from college. It's like, well, we're done with this. <laughs> yeah. What happens next? Some of you know, some of you don't. And everybody's got like, or at least some people know the immediate future and some people don't. And, I mean, um, I can't compare it obviously to the third finale since I don't remember what happens, but I can say in comparison to this episode, I, again, ignoring the fact that just, she's not a doctor. Um, I like this one better. I think the like, the hey from Ben, I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't not have that. Um, I don't know. It just- It's a uh, really powerful yeah. moment that they have at the end. I also think they put a lot of effort into closing up 
not closing up, saying goodbye to every character. Yeah. I think that they had a lot of callbacks in this episode. Like they were very intentional about giving you what you loved about the characters, like the Richard scene with the elevator. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's not exactly a Richard ending, but it also is the most perfect Richard ending. Like that. He's just sort of like cowering. (laughs) Um, Yep. You, you know, I mean, we get a little bit more with him after, but it's it doesn't like strike that from the record, like the elevator, the balloon, the the sticking his foot in his mouth over and over and over and over and having Edward Porter be like, who are you? Um, is yeah. absolutely Richard. And then just to see all of the many ways that they just gave us shades, like shadows of stuff that happened either in the pilot or season one. There's a lot of nostalgia planted here. Um yeah. I mean, it would have been better, obviously, if they had uh, done something with Tangie Miller. Um, but, you know, I have to ignore that and I have to ignore the doctor thing. Um, and I just, I, I think this one blows the other one out of the water. I think so too. I think the lack of a graduation is just like yeah too much for me if that had i mean they look they did the best they could if that was potentially an ending but i mean it's it's a problem and it's and it's why when they ended it here at episode 17 it's why they chose to do this here because they weren't sure if they'd get another five episodes ordered so that was like well do we have or just potentially not graduate at all ever for the whole like and their answer was no, we have to have her graduate. We're just going to do five something else episodes after that. And they made Which bad choices. Fine. They could have done. There's so many interesting things they could have done. Yeah. Yeah. I think they made bad choices, but hey, whatever. <laughs> we'll see. I know there are people who like the last five episodes and we have a lot and of I'm, comments. You about know them. what? I might. I don't know. You I might. Just don't know. Uh, we will see how it goes mm-hmm. and yeah. listeners just stay tuned buckle up who's to say what's going to happen okay I'm probably not going to love them fish may <laughs> um, but we'll be in this thing together okay um, fish we need to rate this episode we do um, I can go first on this one okay. I think I've said most of the things right um, you know as as the resident cynic, I feel it is necessary to point out the three giant bows that were tied uh, very conveniently <laughs> throughout the episode. Um, obviously, I didn't like the doctor thing, but I'm ignoring that. And the use of Tangie Miller or non-use of Tangie Miller, you know, not not great, not great um you know we've we talked about the different shots and scott foley's direction uh i think it's it's a beautiful episode um and and your explanation of him being medicated i think really helps me with with noel's reactions or lack thereof uh, in comparison to other people's emotions, I think we saw the best acting out of Carrie Russell. I think we saw the best kiss of the entire series. 
Um, I gave lots of awards, um, you know, but there were some problems. So I just, you know, I have to uh, have to point those out, which we did have a little more time with Eve Gordon, um, kind of evened even that out. So as a cynic, I have to point all those things out. As a human being, 10 out of 10. All the goosebumps. I got all the goosebumps. Is that your final reading or is there like a, but as your crit, as your cynic? Nope. That's oh, my final rating. I'm giving it a 10. Well, guess what, guys? I'm also going to give it a 10 out of 10 for the same reason. I mean, look, I think, uh, do we want Felicity's journey to end exactly in this place? I don't know that we do. I think we both had different preferences for where it goes, but as an emotional journey. Yes. Holy hell. Yes. Like the number of times in this episode. And I have to say, because we've had some episodes recently where I'm like, do I just not like this show? Um, <laughs> like, Cause like you start to wonder when you're in the bowels of season four, like, is it all coming so unglued for me? And then I watched this episode again and I was like, oh man, they make you savor every second, including the moments you hated. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, like, you know, gosh, We've had some, we have had some zingers recently, but that got like, by the time you hit episode 17, they're like, remember all the great things about this journey you've taken? Remember how much you love these characters? We're going to show you all the unproblematic great, greatest parts of them. Um, and it was very effectively done. It was well acted. This was very well directed. The fact that I saw Scott Foley's name as a director on this like elevated it for me when I remembered that it was being done so well um, because I'm super proud of him and uh, what a big responsibility he was given. This is a fairly large commitment to give to somebody um, who's a possibly a first time director or at least has not directed this show before. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for me largely on the back of the the emotional journey and what is the 10 out of 10 what units am I giving this I'm giving this employee of the month plaques <laughs> yay because <laughs> that just felt right um I don't think that the Elena and Javier goodbye was my favorite goodbye but I did think the idea of the employee of the month plaques was very sweet yeah. uh so we went we went in that direction and yeah there's there's stuff that you know Technically, I, I have many of the same wishes that you do about the characters we wanted to see more of. But um, I mean, if an episode of television moves you this much, yep. I don't know. And that that ending, just that those final moments with Ben and Felicity, it's like, please stop the show here. <laughs> don't screw this up. And then they do. But oh. that is a moment. Like everything that I think I understand about these characters is perfectly encapsulated in that moment. Their whole history, the growth that Ben has had. Ben is a very different person than he was at the start of the series. But even at the start of the series, when we were talking about the yearbook message that he wrote to her, I was like, that is not a casual message to write to somebody you don't know. 
And so I look at where they've gotten to, and I think this was meant to be for him too. Um, Cause somebody who knows him, who knows her as well as he does at the end of senior year of high school would have written, keep in touch, Ben, you know, um, like you, just you what he I signed are, it off with. You and I are always going to disagree on that. I just think that he at his core has always been a deeply empathetic person. Yeah. Um, because probably because of the trauma that he went through yeah. um, with his father and mother. And so when she comes up to him in the way she did and asks, and no one else has signed her yearbook and she asks for him to sign it, he actually takes a minute and writes something. Mm -hmm. I don't see that as out of character with him throughout the series. Yeah. He, he's, I think he's empathetic. He, he has problems, but I think he grows. I think he is the person who grows the most. I think so. Point. I mean, think how many times the gauntlet has been kind of thrown down for him. I, I, I keep coming back to that moment where he not confronts her mom, but sort of like he sits down with her. He's like, Hey, I've heard you've had some issues with me. Uh, yeah. Let me address them because I love your daughter very much. Yeah. And he totally flips her mom. Like she buys all of it because he's so genuine. And I think he just has these moments where he really, um does a lot of healing does a lot of kind of like putting on his big boy pants you, you know like not running away from problems so much as dealing with them uh taking on more and more responsibility being given more and more responsibility repair repairing a relationship with his actual dad and simultaneously forming a fatherhood father sort of dynamic with hodges like i think it's just a very interesting path he becomes like one of the most reliable characters i i think he is the most interesting character mm -hmm. i do he's um, very loyal and if you're in his circle he's really like he's i think he's very much he's there for you i think he is loyal but um especially early on i don't think he's in control of his emotions at all times and mm -hmm. and you know the issues i have with him turning to anger a lot i think he can certainly betray and or hurt those around him mm -hmm. um in kind of the the waves of emotion that he goes through that he does not have control over yeah so mm -hmm. i don't i haven't always felt safe around him yeah, uh, I don't think he would like actively planning go out of his way to betray someone. But I think he is capable, you know, or has been capable of hurting people. But I think he has gained a lot of control over himself, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> I think I think Ben is the most interesting character. I think for me, Megan might be the, the next most interesting. Um, yeah. Felicity actually falls kind of farther down the further I get through the series. I just, I don't find her as compelling as I feel like I should for a show called Felicity. Okay. 
Ooh, okay. Well, Fisher's taking big swings here. So folks, we need to hear from you. Send us your feedback. Are you going to take this lying down? Maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> tell us what you think about the show, about what, I don't know, about anything, really, anything at all. Um, send us your Felicity fan art. You can send it to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. Also, you can be part of the conversation with lots of other cool Felicity fans on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And then if you want to know when we're dropping those next five episodes of the show um, (laughs) and whatever comes, uh, you know, within that, you can sign up for our newsletter. That's right. Do it for a limited time only. (laughs) Um, Six episodes left. Yeah, seriously. So uh, you can check the show notes for this podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we have a link to the sign up in there. And while you're there, hey, write and review us. Okay. Because it helps other fans of the show find our show. Fish, the ne- it's so ridiculous to say this after a finale episode, but the next episode that we're going to cover <laughs> is an episode called Time Will Tell. Oh, what do you well. think happens in Time Will Tell? Not that we haven't projected a fair amount. Yeah, I guess we get some future scene of what life looks like with Ben and Felicity, and then somehow they're all zapped into a giant wormhole and taken back in time. And um, gosh, what point in time would they be taken to? Um, Some way that she could choose Noel. Oh, maybe... It must be when she decides to go on the road trip with Ben instead of the airport with Noel. So what if she had gone to the airport with Noel and gone to, where was he going? Germany? Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. What if she, what if she had, I mean, that's, that's like the main point. Like that's the main cross section, right? She chose Ben and then he went to Mexico. Um, so I get that would be my guess is they're sucked through the, the the wormhole back to what if she went to the airport instead of the road trip. Okay, that is the prediction, and time will tell what it really is. Ah. Oh yeah, and something will happen with Elena, and Melissa will hate it, or something won't happen with Elena, and Melissa will hate it. <laughs> Yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to be beside myself, but it's okay. That's a spoiler alert for the next one. Um, All right. Well, anything else to say about The Graduate, Fish? I loved it. Aw, 10 out of 10 for both of us. Yay. Well, until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm Fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.